Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. I'm Russell Howe. And this is Toys by Chance, where we come and talk all things movies, television, news, streaming, sports, all that good stuff. And uh, recent corona changes, which one of us has been affected by. Take one guess. Uh, it would not be you. It would be actually it me, is the it. older one, of it course. Is not, it is not me. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, Russell, uh, COVID has swept through Russell's house. Well, unfortunately, yeah. It could have been negated because of uh, my wife's side of the family, but... Uh, yeah, tested positive the other day, and uh, yeah, currently have no taste or smell. Quite exciting, and uh, yeah, just it's just like honestly, right now it's just like a bad cold, uh, just congested and just like really weak. No, uh, no energy to do a lot of things. So it's uh, really about it. And it, should so be, it hasn't been too too crazy. And it should be noted, Happy New Year, everybody, because this is going to be our final show of the year 2020. Thank God we made it finally. We're at the end. Yes. Absolutely. The year that never seemed to come to a close. We finally reached the we finally reached the finish line. We can't get any worse, can we? Nope. <laughs> no, don't challenge him. We got one more day. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and uh, this week in honor of, uh, we decided to take a look at this movie. It's actually got a sequel recently for Netflix, and it is of course the Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl, which we. <laughs> We have a lot. We have a lot to say about, which we will get to later. For right now, though, uh, we get into our, our normal segments. First of which is the NFL recap. Which week sixteen? Some weird things happened this week. First of all, I mean, this isn't really a weird thing, but I just got to give a big shout out to Alvin Kamara, who just put the Saints on his back <laughs> and yeah, just carried. I'd, I'd say so. Not that he. Not that they needed. Not that he needed to carry the Saints to a win, but like anything positive on offense that came from the Saints, it was all Alvin Kamara. I mean, yeah, when you do what six touchdowns, six ridiculous. touchdowns in a single game. Yeah, it's pretty pretty crazy. Tied, but, the, uh, tied the league record. Yeah, because what I think that ties uh, didn't Peyton? I think Peyton threw for six. No, or, I'm, I'm, th- I'm not rece- receptions. I'm thinking passing. Never yeah, mind. Yeah, no, you're thinking passing, but I, I can't remember. I can't remember who he tied for the for the six, but he tied somebody. <laughs> I know that. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, so like I said, like predictably enough, the Vi- the Vikings got their shit stomped by the Saints. The Buccaneers just <laughs> poor, poor Lions. <laughs> I mean, granted, this, this is of your own doing, just bringing in Matt Patricia for more than one season. But God, yeah, and not not to mention they lost Stafford in the end, which may, which means might have been his last game in Detroit. Which is sad because, like I said, I really think very underrated quarterback. I think oh, yeah. you know the the guys done nothing but you know produce. I mean, obviously having no offensive weapons now that. Megatron's been out of the Motor City for quite some, well, for several years now. But right. uh, he's a baller, man. I always like him. I always like Matt Stafford. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but now, he, who knows where he'll end up next? Actually, somewhere he might end up in San Francisco, who's miraculously, miraculously had a win against the Cardinals. Listen, I was, I was ecstatic. Don't get me wrong, but uh, it, it hurt because I picked against them. They always do that crap. I hate that. Um, yeah, they just played a really good game. Their defense really buckled down, and uh, they they made some great plays when they needed to. So I was really excited to see them get the win. I wish they would have started at C.J. Bethard um, a little bit earlier. Uh, I like him better than Nick Mullins. I think he's more of a better player. He has, like, more of the uh, – I don't know. He's just more mobile in the pocket, and he makes plays. Like, he, he has a really good chemistry with uh, Kittle because they play together in Iowa. Um I just I like watch I'm and and Kittle you know welcome back I wish they probably should have sat him the rest of the year but um, needless I mean, to say it's, it's a W it's not even, not even worth it at this point <laughs> no I think we're 
think we're picking like 14 or 15 because um, we're going to lose. We'll, we'll lose this week to the Seahawks. Um, or maybe. I don't know because they've already clinched. So that's kind of, yeah, I don't know what's really going to happen with that. Week 17 should be interesting. Yeah, which we'll get to later. But yeah, a lot of like really like tight games. Like for like one for example, the final the final like five or like four to five minutes of the Raiders Dolphins game was, yeah, I was watching that. insane. Yeah, I was watching it with my wife. She's a big Dolphins fan. This is like a what like two like three or four lead changes in the last like in the last like half of the quarter. I was bitching about it because I was like, this this game's boring. Like, the first couple quarters were boring, and then it really went back and forth, back and forth. And then, um, you know, when they benched Tua and put in the beard. Um, what? I don't Fitz- know what it is about Fitzpatrick, but, like, he just becomes, like, Superman whenever, like, the Dolphins need it. But it's only in that one cer- certain situation. Like, he has to be, like, pulled in for, like, a duty. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he can't just start and play that lights out all the time. No, he's, he's, like, a cl- he's like a closing pitcher in baseball. It's really weird. Yeah, he's like the Mariano Rivera when you he, need. No, literally, he is the yeah. Mariano Rivera of football. It's kind of strange. Yeah. It is, but I mean, that no look pass was insane. That the guy was like a, completely contorted his head. Uh, yeah, was, guy tried sick. to like rip, like rip his face off, and he yeah. still completed the pass, which was beautiful. And like, it was funny though because somebody posted on Facebook, which was kind of true. They were like, if Pat Mahomes did that, they'd be all over that, right? You know, Fitzpatrick doesn't. It's kind of like, eh. You know what I mean? Even Patrick Mahomes gave him a lot of props for it, which which I was excited about because I mean it was like I mean that was a that was a tremendous play. I mean you know he didn't even wasn't even able to see where he was throwing the damn ball and he put it on the money. Yeah. So. So yeah, that was that was a great pass and like yeah, the Raiders kind of screwed themselves out of this win, which is ironic yeah. because like they, they had a weak ass pass interference call. To, oh yeah, to that pass interference call was that was weak. Really bad. It was it was really bad because I mean weak. yeah there, there were some hands but it wasn't it didn't. Um, Hinder his his uh, ability to be able to catch the ball. I thought that was kind of a ticky tack call. Yeah, that was weak, and they took it and they took advantage. Like, okay, the Raiders are going to win. We got pass interference call. And the Dolphins yeah. come right back with, with Fitz, ma- Fitz magic. Yeah, because my wife was swearing at the TV, and I was like, this might be it, because it's like you pretty much need to win out, because you know you have the you know the Bills pretty much cementing their you know their their place in the playoffs, and it's like those bottom seeds right now, man. It's going to be sad that one of those teams are going to have like nine or ten wins, and they're going to be on the outside looking in. Meanwhile, you have the uh, East, you know, the East of the NFC, you know, under five hundred, if yeah. not, yeah, under five hundred, going to be hosting a playoff game. It's sad. Well, also because, like, again, because that's also to be the fact that the Washington Football Team lost to the Panthers this past week, which was crazy. Because I think, well, you and I both picked Washington. I thought we were, I think we were perfect in doing that. I think we did both pick Washington, but yeah, I mean, we, we okay, we also did not count on them starting Dwayne Haskins. Well, he also got his red card after the game. So. He did. He did. Not a surprise. Not a surprise. When not you, surprisingly. Uh, that's the thing I, I, that always like really just kind of like makes me scratch my head. It's like you have this opportunity at your feet. You know what I mean? And you just kind of piss it away so stupidly like that. You know what I mean? Like no one's going to report on that. You know, it's 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 if, kind of unfortunate. I mean, look, if, if this week show the main thing that the, at the Washington football team needs Alex Smith. Oh, absolutely. He might um, be their only chance for a playoff win. <laughs> Yeah, and I think I mean he'll start next week. I think who does Washington play? Uh, they uh, play division team. Next... I don't think they play it in their division. No, they. I don't think they do. Don't they? No, they don't. They play. No, they don't. They they oh they do they play, they play Philly. I thought so. Um, yeah, so I think what if Washington wins, they win the division. Is that true? Yes. Is that if, what wa- it is? if Washington wins, they win the division. If they okay. lose, it's whoever wins the Cowboys versus the Giants. So probably the, probably the Cowboys. I would imagine, and that's sad because like the Cowboys are absolute dog shit. But I mean, it, 
I don't know. I, I'd like to see a uh, Alex Smith-led Washington team in the playoffs. I, I guess, hope so, too. Like, like I said, I mean, he, you can't root against the guy. I just He's just... What a story. The lost prophet, lost prophet left for dead on the way to Jericho. <laughs> yeah. He returns with a fully healed leg. I mean, and who else Who else had, like, uh, wasn't there another quarterback who had major leg surgery or something like that I had seen it started or whatever and played? I can't think of who. It was probably not that big of a, um, obviously, like Alex Smith's injury, but he had a bunch of surgeries, too. Uh, I was watching the game. I can't think of who. There was a quarterback playing, though, that he had a bunch of surgeries in his leg. Was it, um... Was it the guy guy who took over for Detroit? No. Who the hell was it? It's not Trubisky. It's not Mike Glennon. No. Oh, the Bears won me, like, 60 bucks this past weekend. I parlayed, uh... FanDuel, I parlayed um, Trubisky going through over, over 230 or 240. Oh, nice. And I had um, Montgomery rushing for over uh, 80 yards. Oh, nice. So it was kind of nice. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, uh, yeah, the interesting one is the, is the Bears-Jaguars game and the Jets-Browns game. The Bears rightfully use their status as the older brother to beat up on the Jaguars yeah. and possibly screw themselves in the future because they're now looking to extend Mitch Trubisky, which, why? I but honest to God, he's playing lights out these last couple games that he's, he's played, but look, though. But look who he's been playing. I, I get it. I, I understand that. I mean, well, the test is going to come against uh, Green Bay because Green Bay is probably going to start everybody because, um, what, they need the number one. This for the number one seed, right? No, they already, already clinched number one. They've already clinched number one, so they're going to – okay, so the, the Bears are going to win that game. <laughs> Really? They're gonna play back. They're gonna play backup. I think so. I mean, they need the, they need it more than. I mean, obviously Green Bay. So Green Bay is gonna rest their starters probably. Yeah, uh, I mean, and also, so. the, we we've seen a lot of people play without thing. We saw the Brown. We saw yeah. the Broncos without a quarterback. We saw the Ravens play without a team. Now yeah. we have the Brown the Browns without the majority of their receiving core. That's it's head scratching because um, you know an easy win that um, you thought you know when you see it on a schedule the Jets. I mean that's a that's an opportunity you have to absolutely seize. Um, they just failed to capitalize. I didn't they watch also, the game. They also kind of needed to win this one. They did because now they kind of put themselves in a spot where they have to win with Pittsburgh. I mean, yeah, they, you know, they're going to be starting Rudolph and uh, they're going to be playing in Cleveland, so they have that kind of advantage, you know, with them. But um, you want to get the easy wins out of the way, and I think the Jets was the one that was like really fell out of their hands, and it's kind of unfortunate because they've been playing so good, and that just shows you the. Um, they're relying on I just I don't understand if they they needed to do more with like probably like I would say running like more dump passes or you feature the tight end have, more. I don't know you have Nick Chubb and Kareem uh, yeah Kareem Hunt Kareem Hunt yeah why the hell are you having Baker Mayfield throw 50 passes and that's what I don't understand like I would have like little dump passes who gives a shit it doesn't have to be pretty you know um I, I would, I would, I, I seen Hooper was not the receiver. Obviously, there's nobody else, but I put Austin Hooper more in those little, you know, tight end routes, those little, uh, those slant routes, 10, 12 yards, and just have them do that and then just run the ball down their throat. Chubb, there's no reason that Chubb and Hunt shouldn't have had like 30, 35 touches plus. Exactly. Like, it, I mean, it, really. It, it makes, it makes no sense. But also, uh, with that, with that win, the Jets, the the Jets basically, in the most Jets way possible, screw themselves and screw the f- themselves in the future, because with the with the Jaguars lost in their win, the Jags have now clinched the number one pick in the draft. Which is, I mean, obviously, I think Jacksonville would be a better uh, suitor, I guess, for Lawrence. Um, I think that would that would make me probably wanna go into the draft a little bit more, knowing that I'm going to Jacksonville and not the, Jets, the New York Jets, but. Um, 
who knows? Who knows what happens? It depends on what happens here in this playoff um, with college football. Um, if something happens where they don't win the title or whenever he wants to come back for one more year, I'd be to try I'd, to get redemption. I'd I mean, be shocked if he decided to go back to back to the I w- back to I college. I would too, but I mean, maybe he wants to see what else is out there. You know what I mean? He knows he's going to go number one. He's going to go. I mean, number one either way. Yeah, and uh, let's see. Uh, two tightly contested games. One of which I'm surprised no one's talking about. Uh, is well, the one person I was talking about is the Falcons versus the Chiefs. Oh my now, lord! The, the Falcons predictably <laughs> choked this in the end, but the, the, um, the surprising yeah. thing is the fact that this was, this was at all close. Yeah, I mean, it shouldn't have been close. It should have been a landslide. Um, the fact that Atlanta had it and all they had to do was kick a field goal, especially with that kid that's been doing young like, young way damage. Young way Koo, one of the best kickers in, around right now. And just completely, it reminds me of the time. What was it? Um, I think one of, I think it was Elam when he was playing for the uh, or Sto- or No, was it Elam? Was playing for the uh, Ravens, and they they needed a field goal. Remember, he missed it really bad, wide left, like choked. I think it was in a playoff game. Um, it seems since the Super Bowl, like Atlanta's cursed. But hey, I mean, young way, out. young way, who had the best team, best interest at heart? Why? Because now I believe they have like pick number three in the draft next year. And that and that that'll be good for I mean especially again you and I can you know both obviously say that I mean they have a star-studded offense there's no reason why those guys should be you know struggling like they are I mean they need to really work on their defense obviously but if they add another big weapon in offense I mean that team could be dangerous then they need to show up that defense I, I I would if I'm if I'm the the Falcons G, GM I'm drafting a defensive All Star. See, I would draft. I draft offense and just try to pick up some people on waivers on, uh, they, on defense but, but they, in the, the offseason. But they have offense, though. That's the problem. Like it's... I mean, why not enhance it? I mean, if you have it, why not enhance it? Like I mean, between between Ridley between Ridley Jones, who I know he's getting it long in the tooth, but I think he's still contracted for like another like year or two. I think. Yeah. Uh, Gur- they got Gurley, Hayden Hurst. Ryan might Ryan might be a free agent at the end of the year. I think he might be. Which I mean, maybe 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 it's a good thing. Well, there's another rumor to him to go to San Francisco to reunite with Shanahan, apparently. That was a rumor. So what, they, so what, they can choke a Super Bowl again? Uh, listen, I've already seen it, so <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it where my team did it, and I've seen it where we've, their team did we, it. We've, see, we've seen so. this show two t- twice yeah. already. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. If we get there, I want to win. Uh, and I don't want to play off. <laughs> and I also want to throw some, I also want to throw a shout to the Pittsburgh-Indianapolis game because – Look, when that game started, when they, and they were down like twenty four seven at the half, I'm like, oh boy, here we go again. But then Pittsburgh come out and they they came back out and they played some of the best football I've seen them play in a in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And against like a legit contender, this, is, this might be the best game they've played since they played the Ravens. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, Indianapolis had them on the ropes the whole time, and I think that you know they came back in the second half and kind of made it more of a game. But that shows you Indianapolis is really going to be a scary team to go into playoffs. If, um, if they even make it, though, because this loss kind of puts it up in the air. What are they ten and or are, wasn't aren't they a ten win team? Ten and five right now. They're ten and five, but they're still they're still like looking on the outside looking in. They need things to go right for them in order to make the playoffs. Oh they're shit, that's here. right. Tennessee has the division. Tennessee I can't, has I keep, the division. I, I keep thinking that they're on top of the division. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that sucks. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. It's unfortunate. They really need to change the uh, landscape of the playoffs with uh, uh, d- even division winners. Like, they should have to have a, a decent record in order to, to go. So, looking at the future, and we'll talk about the playoff picture as well, because this is where everything is going to fall into place. Uh, first of all, 
let's see, looking at the game this week. So not this not that this one means anything. This one's this one's just for bragging rights. And draft position also. Although I no, I think even if the Lions win this one, their draft position will be higher than the, the Vikings, but uh Vikings or Lions. I'm going Vikings on this one. I'm going to go Vikings, too. Uh, I don't think Stafford's going to play. I think he's probably done for the rest of the year. Uh, Vikings is probably one of those ones where I think Kirk Cousins needs a decent game because I think he's probably going to be looking for a job at the end of this year. Probably. Wait, now, is it, isn't it – I think his contract got extended, isn't it? Didn't it? They extended it, but, I mean, I don't know if they're going to – I mean, they could they could easily just, you know, chop him and just say – you know, have somebody else have another team pick it up. I don't know. I mean, I, th- I, th- I think they should cut him. <laughs> That's the I mean, he, he hasn't done shit. I mean, he was good in Washington. I just he was okay he was, in Washington. He wasn't I mean, even decent, good there. He wasn't. Even, he wasn't even good there. Uh, he was. Oh, he was. I feel like he was better there than Minnesota. Minnesota. I just feel like he hasn't really. Alarm, eh. Alarmingly, yes, he was better in Washington. Yeah, and it's kind of sad because he had more weapons in Minnesota, so it's kind of yeah. weird. Uh, Falcons Buccaneers. Now this to, this to me screams trap game. I don't know because like Tampa already has the division. Does, I'm, I'm does still there going. Se- oh, by the way, yeah, Tampa, Tampa just ended the longest playoff drought in recent NFL history. Tom Brady, baby, that's all. That's all it is. Um, does that change their uh, position in the playoffs at all if they win? Uh, no, I don't think it would. I think I think Green Bay's got the number one seat locked up. So based on that, I don't know if they play everybody or they rest everybody. But if that's the case, then I will take. Um, <sighs> I don't know. Atlanta's really bad. I'm gonna stick with Tampa Bay. Oh, they had okay. So they okay. So they haven't clinched the top spots, but yeah. the, but Tampa Bay Tampa Bay can't clinch it either. It's gonna well, no, be. No, I know that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's gonna be either the Packers, the Saints, or the Seahawks. Clinching the number one seed for the number one seed. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So basically, like, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get, we'll get okay. to it. We go over the playoff picture at the end. I'll, I'll take Tampa then on that. Yeah, I'm probably gonna go Tampa too. Although if this is if this is trap game, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, up next, we got <laughs> we got Jets versus Patriots. I think the Jets already locked up number the number two draft spot, so it really doesn't matter what happens here. Yeah, I mean, it, Patriots. I think just to get rid of this dismal year for them. I mean, it's one in recent history that they haven't had for a long, long time. So, uh, yeah, I, I see. This is probably the end of the Cam Newton era in New England, which is kind of sad because, like, I really thought out of anybody that was left to pick as a quarterback, I thought Cam fit perfect with that system. And he just, boy, he just looks so flat. He doesn't look like the Cam of old, man. So, um, yeah, it's kind of sad. But I got uh, New England winning this one. I think he got benched halfway through the Bills game because he's getting embarrassed so badly. He just can't do it. I mean, Bills have, a, I mean, a really good defense. I mean, that, that doesn't really uh, – help you when you're going against a, a really tough Buffalo team a very underrated Buffalo team uh yeah I don't know I, I still got I still got uh, the pass one on this one though speaking of Buffalo we do have the Dolphins versus the Bills now the Bills have already clinched the division so it yeah. really doesn't matter what they do but the Dolphins are still fighting for pole position they still they're still trying yeah. to they have not officially clinched a playoff spot they have to win to be in I think uh, let's see. They have to win. What, what are they? Uh, again, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about it later. But who are you, who are you going? Who are you going on this one? I'm going with Miami. Miami needs the game way more. Miami. Um, I, just because, like, honestly, I might not just because my wife's a Dolphins fan. But um, thinking of it at the standpoint, I don't think they're going to start Allen and all those guys because I don't think they're going to play. They're not playing for the number one seed. Obviously, Casey got that locked up. Um, it just, I Miami needs the game way more. So I think Miami's going to take this one. 
Uh, so next up, next up, we got Pittsburgh versus. I'm also going Bill. I'm going. I'm going Bills on this one just because of, and it also okay. depends on who they play. If they, okay. if they sit all their starters, which they probably should at this point, yeah. uh, I'm I I think Miami could take it, but yeah, I'm just going. I'm I'm, I'm still going Bills. Uh, Steelers versus Browns again. They've already locked up the division, but they do know the Browns need this. Yeah. Uh, however, I do. I if they do sit, I would feel better about having the Browns in the playoffs than I would having the Ravens. I mean, either way, I think either team. I mean, even the. I mean, the Ravens historically, you know, play Pittsburgh tough in the playoffs. But um, I don't know. It depends on who Cleveland gets back with. Are they going to be full strength with the receivers? Uh, I think I think they'll be back at this point. Okay, so I got I got Cleveland in this one. I don't think it's going to be um, much. I mean, I think it's going to be. I think Cleveland maybe wins by like maybe ten. I think they're gonna they're gonna win just because of the fact they need the game. And I think Pittsburgh's going to rest all their starters, so they may play maybe a quarter just to get a little bit of action. But uh, I got um, or no Rudolph's starting. Never mind. Um, are, yeah. are Rudolph is starting. Yeah, Rudolph already is starting. I'm pretty sure. Uh, pretty God. sure I saw. Oh that. God, so, yeah. Rudolph back in Cleveland. Yeah. So I have Miles Garrett knocking him with the helmet, and I have Browns. How many Browns winning by like Browns winning by ten? How many quarters? How many quarters until, until Miles Garrett knocks knocks yeah. out Mason Rudolph? Who's and then yeah, what? Uh, Rudolph grabbed his balls or something like that. Yeah. I'm gonna. I don't know he grabbed his balls, but it's... he grabbed something. I'm pretty sure he grabbed his balls. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think. Anyway, either way, balls aside, uh, helmet swing shots aside, yeah, I got. I think Cleveland's gonna win this one. It, it may be tough just because it's that you know that AFC, you know those those rivalry games. I use the rivalry loosely because it hasn't really been a, it's been a one sided rivalry. Yes, it has. Uh, let's see. So next up, we got uh, well, speaking of AFC North football, let's go back there. We got the Ravens versus the Bengals, which a match that seems pretty light on paper, seems pretty clear cut on paper. However, things traditionally traditionally do not go well for the for the Ravens when they play Cincy in the playoffs. Like leading into the playoffs, Cincy's been tough, man. Cincy's been looking like you imagine if they looked the way they did the last couple weeks, man. Um, like the rest of the year, they would have been a they'd have been you could have had four teams are coveting for the uh, AFC division there. But uh, I'm gonna go with Baltimore. Baltimore needs it way more. I think uh, game on the line like that. Lamar Jackson and troops. I think. Uh, I think they're going to do some damage. Yeah, he was he was he was balling and uh, against the Giants, like he was back to MVP for him. I had not seen, I again, it's the Giants. Like yeah, you know, it, it's, it's the Giants. I know, yeah. but still, like I, I in a season where I've been like constantly unimpressed with Lamar Jackson, this is like the one game where I was like, oh yeah, no, he's playing. He's he's playing like he was an MVP last year. In a season where I've been impressed with nothing because my team suck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next one. Oh, we got a. You got AFC, sorry, NFC East football. Uh, again, this will have play, playoff uh, implications later, which we'll get to. We got the Cowboys versus the Giants. I think we're both taking the Cowboys on this one. Yeah, Cowboys. The Giants just don't have anything. I mean, even, I I would lean a little bit more if they had Barkley was in, uh, just because they have a little bit more of a running game. But yeah, I, I don't I don't see Dallas dropping this game. Uh, Jags versus the Colts. I mean, they've already secured the number one pick. They've already won Tank Bowl for the year. Yeah. So I mean, might as, might as well lay down. May as, they may as well, may as well just the commits. Just start, start Mike Lennon again. Actually, no, no, no. Start, start Minshew because he's not going to have a job next year. Yeah, yeah. I got the Colts on this one. They, they obviously need the game for position or like first shot to even get in. So yeah, Indy on this one. I want the Jags. I want Uncle Rico to have that one more win before he's benched for the androgynous Trevor Lawrence. But <laughs> yeah, it's probably gonna, it's probably gonna be in Indianapolis. 
Uh, Titans versus Texans. I, I mean, I'd say I'd tell Texans to fucking tank, but Bill O'Brien made sure that the next two picks are Dolphins property. So <laughs> it really doesn't matter. <laughs> it, no, nothing matters in this case. No. But I, I still, I'd still probably go with uh, who's te- te- was that Titans? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, even though this is probably one where they probably could sit all their starters. I mean, they're they're in they're currently number four, so they haven't yeah, locked I mean, it up. Uh, but oh, actually, this would act, um, I would I do wonder how this would affect the future if they lost and Indianapolis won. How many losses does the uh, uh, Tennessee have right now? Thing thing is, they both lost this past weekend, so they they have the same record. So they kind of do it's need to who, they kind of do need to win this game. It's whoever has a better conference record, I think, would get that. Or actually, no, they would look maybe at, at uh, division because they're both in the same division, wouldn't they? Yeah. So whoever has a better division record, I would assume, would get the uh, probably. Get, so yeah, yeah. again, again, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to it. Uh, Cardinals versus Rams. The Rams been playing like shit the past couple of weeks, and so have the Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy because I said from the get go you were going to have three teams from NFC West, uh, even like even before the Niners started to suck. Like suck, um, I just said that I really thought three teams from the NFC West were going to go. But uh, yeah, Rams have been lackluster, and and Arizona's lost their identity. I, you don't know. This is like a pick 'em. Honestly, this is like a pick 'em. I'm I'm even curious to see the spread on this game. It's probably like one and a half. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'll go with the Rams. Uh, yeah, I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna lean. Uh, I don't know because if Kyler bust out, I, if Kyler bust out his MVP, his MVP highlight have, reel again. You don't know what you get with Goff though. You could have a big Goff and Goff's uh, not playing. You know. Goff's not playing. Oh, he broke his thumb. That's right. He broke Never his mind. thumb. Okay, now that changes the landscape of it. I'm gonna I'm gonna switch my pick. I'm going to Arizona. Yeah, Goff's done for the year. I, for, I forgot all about that. Yeah, he fractured his thumb. Yeah, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna change that Arizona then for that. I totally forgot about it. Uh, uh, next, we have the first the first team to officially clinch a playoff spot for the year: the New Orleans Saints versus the Panthers. The Panthers, who are actually looking at Dwayne Haskins for some reason. Yeah, I, I really wouldn't do that. Just, but, just, uh, just, just, you have a good thing with Teddy. Just stick with Teddy. Yeah, I'm gonna Saints on this one. Yeah, same here. Uh, Packers versus Bears. <laughs> the Packers are going to use this as the as the older brother to beat up on the Bears one last time for the season. So wait, you said that it could be a potential that they're playing for a number one seed right now. Again, again, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into that. Were they playing? Are they playing this at Lambeau or uh, Chicago? It's not like it really matters. Chicago. I'm gonna go with the Bears for the upset on this one. Yeah, uh, Chargers versus the Chiefs. Man, the Chiefs had a had a much of the people back in the season were having a, like an easy schedule. The Chiefs have had it easy this season. Dude, they really, uh, honestly, God, they've really escaped some losses to teams. I mean, teams that were like shit, yeah. like, like we said, like even Atlanta. I mean, could be this team's in easily. If they go fifteen to one. They're completely. They're a very, very beatable fifteen to one team. Absolutely. So, so I, I don't understand like why people are more, more people aren't talking about this. But I'm going. I'm still going with Chiefs. Yeah. I'm still I'm going, going with the Chiefs. Chiefs too. But yeah. But I, I, I'm going to be excited to see Justin Herbert and uh, Mahomes face off again because I feel like you know this two two good young quarterbacks who are sure to have hopefully sure to have a long future. Well, one one for sure will have a long future in the league. Uh, the yeah. other, hopefully so, and hopefully gets another team because I do like I do like Justin Herbert. Uh, yeah, I mean he's a good quarterback. It'll be fun to see what happens. Next one, your boys, the Niners versus the Seahawks again. One has, one has uh, big playoff implications, but we'll get to it later. 
Yeah. I mean, I'll, but again, too, I'm, I'm going Seahawks, even though they just I'll beat be, the Cardinals. But I'm going I Seahawks. know. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to Seahawks too. I I think last week's game was kind of more of a fluke. Uh, Seattle needs the game, and I just don't think right now we just don't really have a. Um, we just don't like our defense is hit or miss. Our offense is hit or miss. Like we, you just don't know what the hell you're gonna get week to week with this team. Uh, I'm gonna go against them again, but I hate it. But you got to. I'm gonna go with Seattle. Yeah, uh, Raiders versus Broncos again. Not, not match that means nothing because both he's been eliminated yeah. in the playoffs. This is just for bragging rights, but I'm going Raiders. Gotta go the Raiders. Yeah, for sure. And lastly, Sunday Night Football: the Washington Football Team versus the Eagles. Oh, what a game. Primetime television, baby. <laughs> Can't miss TV. <laughs> we know John Roke will be watching this, though. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so I'm going I'm going football team. Go football team. I'm going to go with the unknown, the team unknown. Yeah, I'm going to go with Washington. Uh, and Alex Smith like, is back. Alex Smith, baby. I just, oh, what, a, what a story. I love it. So, look, so, yeah. So looking at the playoff, uh, playoff picture. So a- AFC three teams have clenched. Uh, we have the Chiefs, the Bills, and Pittsburgh. Uh, fighting for position, uh, fighting for position. The Chiefs. I'm sorry, not Chiefs. Chiefs already clinched. The Titans, the Dolphins, the Ravens, the Browns, and the Colts. Mm-hmm. So, the only way the Colts get in, if so, first of all, they need to win. They need to either win or tie okay. their next game, which they probably will do. Okay, uh, they're gonna tie. So they if they if they win in either Baltimore they win in either of the three teams three teams above them either Baltimore Cleveland or Miami lose they they get it they get in okay so or they if have they a bit of or easier. if they tie if they win or tie and any team ahead of them loses that aren't the Titans they 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 clinch a playoff spot well they have a nice little little gimmick then they have an easier way to get in Cleveland to get in the playoffs all they have to do is win yeah that's why I think they're that's why it's a it's a it's a surefire thing I think they're gonna win they have to win. Or Indy has to lose, or Tennessee has to lose. Miami has to win. It's it's a lot. It's a, they have a lot of scenarios, but basically they are in charge of their own destiny in this case. But I was reading and like I feel bad because I've obviously you know I live kind of close to both Pittsburgh and Cleveland. It's like the most Cleveland thing to do right now is have that playoff so close and then just kind of choke it away. I mean, it would be, it would be a Cleveland thing if this happened. It'd be a very Cleveland know? thing to do. Yeah, so like I said, I really, I, I'm, I'm, I feel pretty good with the. I, I, I really think they're gonna win. And uh, yeah, Baltimore. Baltimore has to. They have to win this game. Yeah. And or if, if or have to, or any Cleveland or Indianapolis to lose. Boy, that's that's sad that like Baltimore was like a like a pick to go number two in that in they that were. conference with uh, Kansas City. Yeah. That's crazy. Now NFC is where it gets really interesting. Because it's so shitty. Because it's so bad. It, it, yes, it is. But here's yeah. so so here's the deal with this. Uh, so coming to the NFC. Now, granted, the Packers, the Saints, the Seahawks, and the Seahawks. Bucks. They've already yeah. all clinched. Now, so the division winners have all clinched. Yeah, they, they, they've all clinched. Now here's the thing. Yeah. Here now, first round buy is where it becomes interesting. The green okay. now, if Green Bay wins, they 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 clinch the buy outright. Okay. If, they also clinch it if Seattle loses or ties. Huh. However, if, okay. if both teams lose, see, uh, New Orleans takes the number one spot. They should. A lot of, a lot of crazy things can happen. Yeah, I, I just think Chicago. I, I just think Chicago's playing decent football. I think that's yeah. Now, when coming to the NFC East, here's, here's okay. That's uh. as it goes down, like we said. Washington wins. If Washington beats the Eagles, they take the, they take the spot in the division. They, they're in the playoffs. They lose. It's whoever 
is whoever wins between the Giants and the Cowboys. So probably the Cowboys. Yeah, because the Eagles are, are out of the out of the picture. So yeah, uh, that's, now, cra- that's for, crazy for Arizona. Arizona can still make the playoffs, and so can the Rams. But a lot of things have to go right. Well, Rams already have pole position on them. Here's the thing: a lot of things have to go right for Arizona to make the playoffs. Uh, let's crazy. see what has to go. What has to go right? Oh, actually, so either if they win. Or if they win and Chicago loses, they're in the playoffs. It, it's sad that Chicago can just like drunkenly stumble into the playoffs just to get their asses handed to them in the first round. Oh, I know that. I just, it's just one of those things, though. I just think that, the, like I said, the way they're playing right now, if they continue to play that way, that's, the, that's the, the most consistent I've seen as opposed to Arizona, like we were saying. You never know what the hell you're going to get with them. You oh. never know. All right, so going into – so now what we're going to do is we're going to predict our, our, our playoff spots for – okay. The our, our playoff spots for the for the conferences. Starting with AFC, okay. I'm gonna say it's gonna be the Titans, the Dolphins, the Browns, and I think the Ravens get in at a six. Yeah, I think the Colts are gonna be outside looking in. Yeah. So you 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 omitted the Colts. So yeah, I have. Uh, I would think Cleveland would go. I think Miami goes, and I think Tennessee goes. So yeah, I, I yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, now going to the NFC. First of all, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the number one seed is gonna go to the Packers. I just I that I don't know because I just really? they because here's the other thing I, and I'm gonna say the same thing like I had about the uh, the Chiefs. I mean they're they're a decent team. I just don't think that the reflectors the re, the reflecting of their record is indicative of how they play. Like I mean they've been they've been decent. I mean they're playing lights out football, but like they haven't fucking played anybody. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't know. To me, it's like. I don't know. I, they can go either way. I, I don't think they're going to take the one seed. They'll. I mean, obviously they're going to be. I, I imagine. I don't know. I, I would say maybe probably uh, the Saints take take one. You're going Saints. Okay, so for they yeah. now for the last three spots, I'm going football team. <laughs> uh, I'm go, I'm going football team. I'm going Rams and. Uh, I'm gonna be bold. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Cardinals. I'm gonna say Cardinals gonna go- get the last spot. I'm going to go Washington Rams. I'm going to go the Bears. Bears. Get the Bears squeaking in. All right. So we'll see how these start. Well, this just shakes out with next week of football. Uh, going to our next segment is a turn of what's a recurring segment on the show. We're going to the watch list. Uh, the watch list is basically just when we watch something new we want to talk about on the show. Uh, over Christmas, two massive films dropped uh, one on two massive sh- upcoming streaming services. Although one's doing significantly better than the other. We'll talk about it later. Uh, we're, of course, <laughs> talking about Wonder Woman 84 and Soul. Wonder Woman 84 on HBO Max and Soul on Disney+. Plus. Each of us has only seen one of these movies. That's, I mean, that's you can't get any more uh, Russ and Chance if, if, if we were not on the same page. Alarmingly enough, I wasn't the one to watch Soul. Which I was shocked at because you were, man, you were literally so, singing its praises. Yeah. So here's the thing. I, I, I thought we were going to watch it. With, I thought I was going to watch it with the family on Christmas, but that's just like, yeah. like we just never did. Yeah. So I so I was like, okay, okay fine. As, as per usual, if I want to get something done, I got to do it myself. So I'm literally <laughs> just going to go turn it on after we finish recording this. So as, yeah. of, as of yet, I have not watched it, but I will yeah. watch by the time we do our top, te- our top tens for 2020. But Russell, yeah. uh, you saw it. And actually, I you know, did. Actually, before, before we get in, I want to talk about One Room in 84. Because I feel like you're going to be much more positive about that than it will be about, than I will be about One Woman eighty four. <laughs> Not to say oh I didn't boy. like it. Not to say okay, oh so it, it's, it's complicated. So here's the All thing. Right. So One Woman eighty four. This, this of course is the sequel to the 2017 hit One Woman. Everyone loved it. Everyone was excited for the new sequel. Patty Jenkins is back. Gal Gadot's back. Chris Pine's back. Why? Shut up. 
this is a new one. It takes place in the 80s because Stranger Things is huge. Yeah. Uh, so here's the thing. This movie is... I have a very complicated relationship with this film. Uh, do I dislike it? No. I would not go as far as say I dislike it. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it undeniably flawed? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, now, the things that work in this movie, I think Gal Gadot is better in this film than she is in the first Wonder Woman. I think, yeah. she, I think she's becoming a little bit better. And there, look, I'm, I've always said she, I don't think she's a very good actress, but I do think she's becoming a little better. Like in the first one, you remember like, there were times where she had, had like emotional moments and where he's like, oh, yeah. you're trying. You're trying really yeah. hard. I think she's easing into it a little bit easier she's now. She's easing into it. She's getting she's getting better. I'm giving her, yeah. I, I'll give her props. She is getting better at being an actress. Uh, so yeah, this is the, she she's good. Pedro Pascal, but he steals the entire movie. Okay. And not, I'm not just saying that because he, he's, a, he's a Twitter meme right now because he's <laughs> he's a legitimately good. He plays Maxwell Lord. He's like a failed business tycoon. And yes, he is very is very clearly modeled after Trump. You can just you can tell by just the, by just the look just the look and design of him. He is supposed to be Donald Trump. It's incredibly obvious what what he's doing, but he's good at doing it, and he's great in, and he's great in the movie. Uh, Kristen Wiig, on the other hand, she's not bad. She's not bad, but I first of all I question I, I question why you even needed her in this. And that's what we, you and I were talking about because she's such a comedic actress. I can't see her I mean, tackling not something her. Al- although it's just like, yeah, you didn't have, it didn't have to be Kristen Wiig. Yeah. But what I, especially like when you have like to do the awkward comedy bits, it's just it's just not, it's not funny. It's really yeah. just not funny. My question is, I mean, I know why she's only in this movie to give Diana someone to punch. Yeah, that's the only reason she's here. <laughs> And they do the sa- they do the same shit. I swear they do the same shit in this movie where it's just like oh they give it they give it like frilly hair and glasses and now nobody likes uh, them. It's- did you see that like that meme or not the meme or things were passed out like you had like um, Jim Carrey and Batman Forever, Michelle Pfeiffer, Jamie Foxx and Amaz- Amazing Spider Man too. Like all of them always have to have that like nerdy look to Michelle- them. It's the and it's the sa- it's the same shit again. Yeah. Like, they, keep, they keep doing this. We need a different shtick, man. We need, sure. yeah, we, just, we need to we, we yeah. stop doing this, like, you know, nerdy guy, until nerdy person who loves who loves somebody to let them down. Now they're evil, nerdy person. Wouldn't it be funny if, like, she was, like, drop-dead gorgeous? They'd be like, oh, yeah. It's like, what? She doesn't have glasses on or frizzy hair? Yeah. Like, she's come, <laughs> she's she's come down show, looking man. like Kristen Wiig. Although, I will admit, yeah. like, Kristen Wiig, like, she, she, I, I'm surprised. She's, like, she's attractive. I'll give her, I'll give her that. Yeah. Like, uh, but, yeah, that's, like, that inclusion I found was for us. And, uh, but not as far as Chris Pine coming back. Chris Pine, the way they bring him back, oh it's uh, I'm not, okay. I'm not gonna spoil it here until we do like the actual review of this movie. But it's just it's stupid and it's unnecessary. Okay. This is the point where just like it would have been better had you just not brought him back at all. Yeah. Like like I I wish they would have just like kept him, just left him dead, introduced a new character, like have it be, have it be like, a, like a cousin or something, like Scott Trevor, <laughs> anything. <laughs> Anything yeah. but what they did, and you'll understand when you watch. You're just you're like, no, 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 you're not doing this. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, there's that. And my my biggest problem, with, and I think my biggest problem with the film is, well, okay, I will say there are some, uh, there are some more standout elements. I do think some of the action sequences are pretty, pretty well done. Nothing as cool as the No Man Land sequence in the first one room, and I think that's like a genuine, like a great sequence. Yeah. Um, but still, some pretty entertaining action sequences. Uh, the score is great. They lost the. They finally ditched the god awful electric cello theme, 
Uh, Hans Zimmer came in, did some revamp on the Wonder Woman on Wonder Woman theme, and it sounds fantastic. For the most part, uh, I'm not saying like everything he did was great. However, he didn't do everything. There are scenes in this movie where he straight up like lifts scores from other films, and I noticed it because one of them was a score I actually really like. There's like one scene, and I'm not explaining what happens, but there's a scene where something like up like a big emotionally powerful moment. It's supposed to be like really cool, but they straight up lift John Murphy's score from Sunshine and put it in the movie. It's just like, wait, why the fuck? Why are you doing this? Yeah, I mean, like, like I, I want to be ca- caught up in the scene, but it's kind of hard when I'm being distracted by this score that I listen to like regularly. Like, I because yeah. I love John Murphy's score for Sunshine, and the piece they use is my favorite piece from that movie. So yeah. I'm just like, no, like, why, 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 why are you doing this? <laughs> and but I think the biggest problem with One Room Eighty Four is that tonally, it's just it's inconsistent. It's a, okay. Two two problems. First of all, the screenplay, <laughs> it's it's bloated. It's bloated. It lacks focus. They, it needed it needed like another rewrite or something, because mm-hmm. yeah, as it stands, it's just it's just a little too much going on, and not to mention like certain plot threads just don't they don't develop as well. Like for example, like Max Lord, you watch the movie and you just realize like what exactly is your end game? Like where are you going? Like what what what, are you, what is it you're trying to do exactly? Because I I have no idea. Not to mention there is. Uh, the scene, the scene takes place in the beginning. Like it's just like it's the, it's the scene we saw in the trailer. It's like the Amazonian X Games. Okay, the, yeah. Them, Themyscira Ninja Warrior. Yeah, yeah. That scene has very has so little to do with the plot that it makes you question why it was even in it. That sucks. Yeah, and like I was saying, the biggest problem with this film, at least for me, is I think it's tonally it's just it's confused. Because right off the bat, this is like a straight up like eighties like superhero romp comedy. Which is fine. It's like lighter in tone. Problem is, it doesn't commit all the way. Yeah. Like there are times where it tries to recapture like the grounded, serious tone of the first Wonder Woman. Because like like I said, the first Wonder Woman is like like a like a grounded, like more dramatic war film. It had comedic moments in it. It could be lighthearted yeah. points. But it was more. It was a more like serious film until the very end. Until we and then we got David Thewlis with the mustache yelling bad guy <laughs> stuff. Yeah. But it but it could be like a grounded, sometimes powerful film. This is not that. This is just like a fun. This is just like a light '80s romp, which is fine until it tries to go back and be the first one Woman again. It's just like, okay, no, you need to pick one. Like, look, man is like the first one Woman committed, and the thing like Man of Steel committed to being trying to be like a quote unquote serious superhero film. Shazam yeah. committed to being a comedy, and that's why and that's why the movie works so well. Aquaman was stupid, but it commits to being stupid. One Woman <laughs> is trying to do all of this, but trying to but. And not really committing to anything, and I think well, that's, that's un- unfortunate. I think that's the biggest problem. I, I know it's, it's beginning a lot of hate. I, I, I don't hate this film. I like it. I yeah, like it, I like. I think it's fine. I, I like it. Okay, it's enjoyable. Yeah. I, I can put it on and watch it. But yeah, as far as like superhero movies, especially in this franchise, it's it's in the middle. It's not. It's not the worst this franchise has done. It's not oh, the yeah. best. It's nowhere near the best either. So it's just somewhere yeah. in the middle. It's kind of like in your zone with your Aquaman and your Birds of Prey's and your. Yeah, so it's just it's just it's just there. It's okay. It's fine. It's 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 pretty good. Uh, and and we'll, <laughs> we'll get into why this may be a problem later. But uh, yeah, so that's my review. Of One room in eighty four. Be curious to see what you think about when you see it, Russell. But yeah, I have to check it out. Yeah, uh, Russell. Just so uh, yeah, that's my. Was, yeah, <laughs> Dan, I was thinking I think it could be a little more positive. Tell me, Tell me about Soul. Yeah. 
No, Soul was, I just, I really enjoyed it. Um, I think you did the synopsis of it before. Um, Joe Gardner is played by uh, Jamie Foxx. He is a jazz high school teacher or, uh, or middle school teacher. He's a jazz teacher. Kind of doesn't have a direction in life. Doesn't really kind of know where he wants to go. He, he likes music, but he doesn't enjoy teaching uh, middle school kids. Um, so he has a... Um, a gig at the Half Note Club. It's a club that they play jazz. And one of the people that he really, really admires, a jazz player, has given him an opportunity to pretty much uh, try out for the band. And then that's when we run into our, uh, you know, our accident that separates his soul from the body. We like found a, uh, a sewer drain or something like that. Um, like you do. And then he's, yeah, yeah, like you do. And then basically he's transported to a different dimension. And he, um, Pretty much is paired up with a, um, basically what is it? Is her name's Twenty Two, played by Tina Fey, and he pretty much has to kind of like find, spark her passion for something because a lot of people have worked with her in the past, and she's had a lot of people like they even like make fun like Abraham Lincoln, uh, Mother Teresa, and other people were trying to work with her to try to make her find her passion, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, so they obviously enlist. Uh, Joe, but Joe pretends to be this other doctor who he's not. Um, so uh, he basically comes on to says, you know, who he really is and stuff like that, and basically tries to lead Twenty Two to find a passion um, to get him back, pretty much to get him back on on Earth. Um, it's it's a really heartfelt film. It's I mean, it's a super serious film, kind of what you were saying with when you saw the the trailer. Um, it, it does kind of echo a little bit of Inside Out ish to it. Um, it, it is more, you know, it works on your emotions for sure, but it's, uh, they're really just taking chances with these types of films, like, you know, with Coco, with Inside Out, um, just more heartfelt, you know, when I mean meaning to it, to like the meaning of life and stuff like that. Um, taking little things out of life and, and just like, you know, your enjoyments and stuff like that. I really just, I, I enjoyed the film. Um, it was one of those films where I think it's only like an hour and a half, 45 minutes, I want to say an hour and 40 minutes. But it goes by rather quickly, um, and it, it's 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 a really really good film. I, I really enjoyed it. I didn't think I was going to enjoy it as much as I did, but I definitely would put this like in the top ten Pixar. Really? I, it was, wow. Yeah, it was really good. Honestly, you're going to really like it. I know you really sung its praises when you uh, when you had heard about it, and I really didn't hear much about it um, until I watched the re you know the uh, trailer that we talked about. But um, it was a fantastic film. I really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to seeing your uh, thoughts on it because it's kind of unfortunate that this film didn't get a theatrical release. I think this movie could have done a lot of money. Um, like I said, kind of interested to see what you think about it. But um, Pixar didn't disappoint for sure. This is a really good film. A lot of heart in it. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna check. I'm definitely gonna check it out for sure. Like yeah. I said, I'm gonna really put it on as soon as we finish recording this because I've yeah. been, I've been dying. I've been dying to see this. My number two anticipated of the entire year. No, yeah, definitely gonna check that out. Like I said, as soon as, we as soon as we finish recording this, I'm going to go watch the movie. But that's uh, it for the watch list. Uh, so moving on to we go to just usual segments. Usually we do trailer talk right about now, but there were no trailers dropped this week. Absolutely fucking nothing <laughs> to drop this week. So we now move on to movie news, which is actually also very light this week. We only have a couple stories to talk about, but they are pretty big. First of all, the continued drama between WB and every single studio pisses off is continuing. Because they have since caved uh, on at least one movie, <laughs> and that movie is Dune. Dune will only be released in theaters, not on Max. Wow. Yeah. So, good for uh, first of all, good for Dune because I mean, yeah. I, w I would have seen this in theaters regardless. Oh yeah, for sure. I think we were talking about movies we would wait to see on demand or in theaters, and this you have to see this in a theater. Yeah. 
But I do wonder because Legendary is one of the like, one of the first ones to come out. Like we are fucking pissed about this shit. Because <laughs> uh, I, I think I think they were the ones that only got like a thirty minute warning before this was actually announced. Jeez. Yeah, which is unprofessional as fuck. But yeah, uh, I do wonder if because this could open some floodgates. This could open the floodgates yeah. to other movies. Yeah. Potentially trying to just like okay, you you get what you gave doing a pass. What about us? Yeah. Yeah, and here's hoping. I mean, for the movie goers. And you know look, what I mean? as much as I'm excited for Dune, like they, they are movies that they are putting on Max and Theater the same day that probably will, will probably do better business than Dune. Yeah. Granted, their directors didn't write entire THR pieces as to why they're not happy about this, which Denis Villeneuve did do, which is a great piece. Yeah. You should go watch it. We should go read it. But yeah, so uh, I mean, I mean, it's clearly I don't know. Do you see this as a win for either party? I mean, it's a it's a win for Dune. Kind of what you said though. Does this start a you know a snowball effect where we start to see other you know companies doing that and saying, hey, listen, you did it to Dune. You know, what if we want to just make our stuff exclusive to theaters only? Um, Maybe, but you know what? They're they're fighting for the uh, small businesses, the theaters. You know what I mean? Like the the mom and pop theaters. You know that yeah. you know are struggling during this pandemic. So I think to me, like I'm hoping that this really doesn't mean that it's the end of the movie going experience. I mean, obviously, you know, you and I and others like you know that we know, um, we like that type of environment. So if this if this is a win in our book, I mean, we're gonna take it. Um, I just don't know what it does. You know, long term effect. I mean, I like it though. I'm, I'm totally on board with it. Yeah, for sure. No, I do think that. I mean, like I said, we were, we were going to see Dune in theaters no matter what, but because I'm so looking forward to doing this year. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I do think that. I do think it's gonna be interesting to see, like, if like if other dominoes fall, like the Suicide Squad yeah. asked for this, ask for the same release plan. Yeah. Does something like I don't know what what does like <laughs> does like Matrix Four ask for the same release plan? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, I mean, who knows? Who It'd knows? Be interesting. It could be. Uh, next piece you're talking about. Uh, this was. Uh, this was speculated about, but is now like officially confirmed. Uh, Michael B. Jordan will in fact direct Creed three. So my eyes are now firmly turned to this movie, not because I did not to put pressure on him, just because he'll be a first time director. But like 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 we say constantly on this show, I do find it interesting when actors take a shot at directing. Sometimes yeah. sometimes uh, yeah. it works. Sometimes it works really well. Yeah, I mean, but take the shot. You don't know unless you take it. Yeah, take no, take the shot. So I yeah. mean, and I guess this, I guess it's basically Rocky tradition at this point because like if if you star in a boxing movie in the Rocky franchise, eventually you will direct. Yeah, following in good old Sly Stallone's footsteps. So yeah, oh, yeah. So I mean, I am definitely at least like excited about this because this is this to me sounds like when, I remember when I heard that Bradley Cooper was directing a Star Is Born. I was like, really? Yeah. Okay. I'm into I'm into it. I want to see I want to see what he can do behind the camera, and hey, we do know his uh, his homie. He's a pretty good director, Ryan Coogler. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we yeah we see, we see what he what he can do, and maybe he's gonna call him for some pointers. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a good move, and I think you know, kind of what we had said before. What better person that knows the character than the person who played him? I mean, I think you know you can kind of direct where you want to go with the character in the third film. Um, I believe Tessa Thompson is coming back. They said Tessa Thompson is coming uh, back. She's the one that didn't actually confirm this news. So I, I think that's fantastic. I mean, the two of them really have some on-screen chemistry together, so that's always good. And um, you know, I'm sure Sly is going to probably help him out or give him some pointers or some words of advice too. I'm sure. Same thing, like you said with Kugler. I, this is gonna be a solid film. I'm really looking forward to it. I, absolutely, and like I said, this is a—it's all on him now. It is yeah. all on him. 
Uh, speaking of uh, well, movies of watch lists, the movies you talked about. Uh, this is actually an interesting thing that came out recently. So it turns out One Room 84 actually generated four times less new subscribers for HBO than Soul did for Disney+. Plus. Really? Wow. Yeah, so let me, let me see if I can find the subscriber count. That's okay. crazy because like, that, that was like Wonder Woman 84 was like the talk of, uh, of Twitter there when I was like seeing the hashtags WW84. Yeah, so let's see. Look, gotta look at the. N- yeah, this this is hard. I, I wish streaming servers had like like public like public numbers. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. So it looks like the report says HBO Max saw a record of four of five hundred fifty four thousand app downloads in the weekend, following release of one of eighty four. Uh, Disney Plus saw over two point three million. Wow. So they didn't just they didn't just win. They just went in and like just took their lunch money, smacked them in the face, to stole their <laughs> stole their girl. Yeah. So yeah. And I think it's just got, I think it's just speech to like the 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 crazy growth of Disney Plus because like, I think I think it was their goal by they they wanted to get to 90 million subscribers like between Six, uh, like to like seventy and ninety million subscribers in the first like two to three years of launch, which they did in like eight months. Yeah, so I mean they they've been killing it. They've been, they've been killing it, but I'm I, I am curious to see like what what their growth is gonna do in the next year because like we said they're do, they're doing the whole like um, simulcast rollout between theaters and. Uh, Mac with their new movie slate for 2021, minus Dune, of yeah. course. Um, yeah. So I do, I do wonder. Do you think that? Like, how how much do you think that HBO subscriber count is going to go up? In the I think it's going to go. I think it's going to go up. I, I just don't think it's going to go, up, go like anywhere near competitive with uh, Disney Plus. I don't know. That's tough. That's a tough, tough mountain to climb because you're getting a lot of those Disney Plus people. I mean, not only do they have Soul, but you got that whole entire encyclopedia of old Disney stuff that they're going for it too do you know what i mean so it's like so yeah it, lo- it looks like okay so as, according to the most recent report i could find it looks like their subscriber count as of right now is 12.6 million this is hbo max hbo max okay yeah i mean disney plus I mean, probably had this probably has before launch oh yeah they probably had a pre um i mean i see it going up i don't know how how significant i mean it's definitely going to go up I, I mean i wouldn't be surprised if it doubled because it's so, I mean, it's so low right now at twelve. So like, it's just like p- pitch a number of where you think HBO Max is going to be at by the end of twenty twenty one. By the end of twenty twenty one, I don't see any reason why it can't go over thirty. Really? Yeah, thirty. I, I mean, I really can't. Like, if you even if you double, then you pick up some stragglers along. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm allowing you to pick up like what, uh, one or two million every couple months stragglers and stuff like that. I don't see why you couldn't get to thirty. So I'm, I'm giving you what, pretty much eighteen to get in next year. I, I think, I think that's feasible. <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna uh, one up you a little bit because I'm I'm actually gonna raise the bar. I'm gonna say they're gonna okay. reach 40 subscribers by okay. the end of 2021. Just because I think, I think people are, are like turning the corner to HBO Max because like man, I mean no, it's not Disney Plus, but like they have like a great library of movies. They have all the HBO. Yeah. They have all the HBO shows. Like they have they have a fantastic fantastic streaming library that no one's apparently using. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, well, we'll we'll see if it grows up. I, I bet it's, it's obviously going to go up. We'll see how much by the end of 2021. But I think uh, this next year they're going to do some business. Let's get that Roku TV thing going here. Which they did. They did. Oh, oh did they really? They oh, did. Well, it's on. Shit, it's on Roku. It's on Roku now. 
Well, guess what I'm downloading on my uh, TV when we get out of this recording here. So yeah, this being, is beautiful. Yeah, I mean, getting it. They are now on the biggest streaming streaming platform, the two biggest streaming platforms worldwide, or at least in the Set. US. Both yeah. Fire, both Fire TV and Roku. So yeah, things are looking up for Max. But see, if they would have done this earlier chance, those numbers would have been way higher. If, if they, yeah, if they would have done, if they were available on Roku and yes. Fire at launch. This you would, would be... have had 30 sitting right now. Oh, absolutely. I think. Yeah, so I think that really, really, really hurt them. Yeah, so we'll see how this, we'll see how this grows up uh, in, the coming, in the coming year. Well, I'll be downloading that right now. <laughs> uh, next piece, we have a lot of DC news coming out. First of which, uh, we saw, we first got the news, I think it was like a, few, like a day or two after the movie, the movie dropped on Max. Uh, it was announced that, that Wonder Woman 3 has been officially greenlit. Uh, I not guess. a surprise. Not a surprise, although not sure how you justify this with without <laughs> without like the bo- without like a box office, but whatever. Okay. Uh, yeah. Not only you got you brought you brought in fifty you brought in five hundred thousand people. We'll give you a green light, sure. Hell yeah. <laughs> but and the, the surprising part of it is Patty Jenkins is coming back, hmm. which she previously said she was not doing. Yeah. Well, maybe she. I don't know. Probably got a sweet payday for it. That's probably why. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, money talks. Uh, however, now this is going to be set in modern day. They're teasing the return of Kristen Wiig as Cheetah, although she's not been confirmed yet. Uh, now, someone who saw Wonder Woman 84, I'm not sure this is a great idea. Do they have after credit scene, too? Uh, there's like a, there's a mid credit. There's nothing after. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like I said, not exactly sure this is a great idea. Uh, just because, it, look, the first Wonder Woman Patty Jenkins brought in, she actually, she didn't, she didn't write the script for the first one. Yeah. Uh, she didn't have, I'm, I don't know if she did the story either, but let me, let me find out. Uh, Wonder Woman, did she do the story? She did not. Okay, she had no input on the story, no, put on, no put input on the script. This one, she had much more involvement, and the product isn't as good. So, I don't know if you hand out other writers, or maybe she's weren't. Because this, honestly, this kind of feels like Matthew Vaughn, King of the Situation. Okay. So I'm, I mean, we'll see what happens. I don't know. Um, I need a, I need a shot to watch this. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. Uh, I, I know. You, I yeah. know you would. I know you need to watch it first before yeah. you can like form an opinion. Like form an opinion when I should come back. Yeah. I, I look, I just see how divisive divisive it is on yeah. uh, online though, for sure. Patty Jenkins is a good director. Don't get me wrong. I'm excited for her uh, squa- yeah. Rogue Squadron movie. Uh, but yeah, not exactly sure coming back for a third is the best idea. I mean, I understand why they want to bring her back, but. I don't know. If this, I don't know if this is good for the movie, but and she could prove me wrong. She could prove me wrong. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, yeah, uh, not not overly enthused about the prospect of another one of these. Uh, next, but uh, next DC news, and this is this is one of the big ones. Uh, we are one. I'm sorry. DC is planning a new release schedule for their DC films. Two two major ones. We'll get to the second one in a bit. First of which is their new plan to release movies. Uh, they will be releasing four DC movies a year in theaters and two on HBO Max. Hmm. Yeah, this is this is a, it's a strange one. I don't know. Like, I guess like the Max will be like the heroes that don't get a theatrical audiences. Your uh, yeah, your your back backstory uh, heroes. I guess I don't your, know. Your your bat girls, your Black Lightnings. Yeah. Your, your static shocks. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a lot. I mean, that's especially a lot for them to take on, being that they haven't haven't even put more than what one out in that calendar year. Yeah, no, but yeah, they they have they have yet to put out more than one DC DC movie in account. Okay, well they have. I mean, la, I mean, nineteen they had Joker and Shazam, but 
Joker barely. Yeah, Joker barely counts. Yeah, those were completely night and day films, and it, it didn't even continue a universe. Uh, right, yeah. but, but I don't know. If it, I don't know if it's gonna be like in universe. I don't know if it's gonna be like separate projects. This because this is this is a lot to double down in one year. And what if like what if these are successful? And they get what, what what if these are successful? And they get sequels. I mean, look, I know Marvel yeah. is doing something similar, but they're doubling down on TV. Sh- they're doubling down on shows. Yeah, I mean that's the other thing. If they do with just. Uh, if they do with maybe, I would go three. I would say three would be a good good thing to do. Well, because I, I, I think Not I, I also think, I also think like Marvel's doing like four, four movies a year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but they're but they're doing a lot of they're doing a lot of television. And we did, we, did, we, did, we, did, we did hear the onslaught. We did hear the onslaught of new shows that were announced at Disney Investor Day for Marvel. Yeah. But so, that's huge. That, that's a lot for the DC to tackle, though. But I mean, honestly, I, I don't know why they don't try to do more t- more TV. Like, like yeah. honestly, like try, like try and do like more like short form like live action shows. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, mean you I saw mean, the success I, of like Arrow and other. Yeah, shows I like mean, I, I know you have the Arrowverse, but people like me like are not gonna be or, like because I'm not investing in the Arrowverse anymore. I have yeah. I haven't been I haven't been in some time. It's way, it's way too much, and the sh- yeah. and the seasons run way too long. But if yeah. you do like. You know, like something like The Mandalorian, which is like, like an eight-week engagement, like an eight-episode engagement. I think that's perfect. Yeah, yeah, it's short enough, but long enough to get your, which, you know, which your I know, which cost. I know is longer than a movie, but still, I mean, we'll we'll see if this pays off for him. It's gonna be interesting to see like what kind of heroes get what kind of release. I think they're really biting off more than they can chew, though. But again, Marvel's Marvel and Disney trying to do the same thing, so we'll see. Yeah, so let's give them a shot. You but, know? but I but I think the difference is Marvel's kind of earned that audience. Well, yeah. Whereas yeah, DC, sure. not quite. They're trying to try to gain people back, I would think. Yeah. Uh, next piece of news we're talking about. The, the final piece of news, the final DC piece of news we're talking about. Uh, it was announced that... Uh, it was announced that uh, Walter Hamada, who runs DC, the movies now, who's having some pretty, oh, pretty good success, I would say. Uh, he is... He is hell-bent on having not one, but two Batman franchises running simultaneously. Yes, in addition to the Pattinson Batman franchise, we will have another Batman franchise going on at the same time. This actor will be Ben Affleck? No, it's going to be an actor who replaces Ben Affleck in the DCEU, and they're going to continue that way. Oh, boy. I'm, I question this. Well, first of all, I mean, I get why. I get no Ben Affleck because he very clearly does not want to come back. I know he's coming back for the Flash, but that's just going to be like a lip service cameo, kind of be like a send off, be like, "Hey, you know what? We're good." Um, but yeah. here's the thing: Do I think that? Uh, and well, I, I think I, I think I have a quote here from Walter Hamada. Uh, so he says that uh, so there's going to be two con- there going to be two franchises running at the same time: one with Pattinson, one with the actor going to play Batfleck. I said, I don't think anyone's ever attempted this. I mean, you're right because on paper this is just not a good idea. <laughs> uh, he says, uh, but audiences are sophisticated enough to understand it. If we make good movies, they will go with it. Which I do agree with that second sentence. However, I do think that I don't, I don't, I don't know about this, Russell. <laughs> I do, I do wonder if it's going to be confusing. Yes, I know. But like we have the live action Spider Man and the Spider Verse friends going on. Problem is, I think, but the thing is with those, I think they're different enough to the point where people understand. Like, oh yeah, this is like. All in separate entities. If you have like two yeah. semi-similar, like what what can they do to kind of make these franchises different? Again, we ha- we're still talking as people who have not seen the Robert Pattinson Batman as of yet because nobody has because that movie's not done. I don't know. Kind of what you said. You know, it's kind of easier to 
decipher between the Spider Verse, you know, obviously, and and you know the Spider Man franchise. But like with this, it's like, do they muddle together and seem like almost like one? I mean, you you really have to find a way to really distinguish the difference between these two and you know these two universes. I, I think I, mean, I, I don't. Some, it's kind of stupid that they're even trying to do this. Yeah, I mean, something you would. I mean, if you were gonna fold Battenson into the into the DCEU, I'd be like, okay, sure. Uh, but the, the weird thing is like. What was, it, what was I gonna say? So, you what we would have to do for the other Batman is like give Pattinson all like the grounded villains, which I, I don't know how that would work because it, you essentially call that a, essentially be like a Dark Knight ripoff, in a way, yeah. because that yeah. was kind of the whole like selling point of the Christopher Nolan's Dark the Batman's movies that they were like in a dark like a darker more gritty more realistic, uh, world of Gotham City. So I guess what you have to do with th- with this one is make it grounded enough. And then make the Batman and the DCEU more fantastical, I guess. Yeah, like really, like, like, yeah. like that—that's where you get like your like crazy, like your crazy OP villains, like your yeah, like your Mr. your Mister Freezes, your <laughs> uh, your your Clay faces, your Arnold Schwarzenegger, your Arnold Schwarzenegger, yes. your Arnold Schwarzeneggers. <laughs> yeah, but this is yeah, this, this is gonna be the future. DC is gonna be very interesting. Yeah, it, it, it is. It's, it's for sure going to be interesting in the next couple of years. The future, of both uh, the both big comic franchises are going to be interesting. Both DC and Marvel, because like they both, both are going to be looking taking very different avenues in the next couple yeah. next couple of years. We'll see. We'll see how they pay off, and I'm very, very curious to see how they go. Uh, so that brings us to the end of our notorious news segment. We now move on to the movie of the week, and like we said, this is. The Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl in 3D. Uh, so yeah, this movie came out all the way back in 2005. So let's let's take a let's take a time, let's take a second to talk about Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> uh, he was an upcoming filmmaker in the 90s. He got a lot of attention because he got a lot of attention because well, he didn't he never exactly had a budget. So he was, but the thing he did that was so great about him was that he was an he was able to incorporate what little money he had into like a really unique style, you know, bringing in Russell breaking out the three D Shark Boy glasses. I was wondering what that crinkling was. Yeah, look look at the side of these things. Oh, they do. Yeah, they got they got the shark they got the shark fins on them. So like I was saying, like he, he was able to incorporate what little money he had into like a really like unique style. And he also saved a lot of money by doing a lot of the work himself. Like he, sh- like the dude would write, direct, shoot, produce, uh, soundtrack, score. Probably did the catering c- a couple times. But the point is, like he's he's quick, he's cheap, and he's just, he's just cool. Like I like Robert yeah. Rodriguez as a filmmaker. Like he made a lot of good movies. Like I like, I like the Mariachi trilogy. I like I love Sin City, which came out the same year as this actually. Which is crazy. We were talking about that on the commentary. Yeah, uh, but here's the problem. It's with his kids' films that he starts to become lesser than. <laughs> because look, the first Spy Kids was pretty good, but they kind of just got, it's kind of just got like more cartoony and just worse as they went along. Yeah. And this, I swear, was like the law, like the script, like the law script to one of the Spy Kids movies. Yeah, this is like the uh, the knockoff Walmart. Uh, it's like the Aldi's or whatever. Like a, I don't know what your grocery store chain is like a knockoff of Walmart. <laughs> brand food or whatever basically That's pretty much what this is so what exact what exactly goes wrong with this movie well there's only one way to find out this is shark boy and lava girl uh funny thing is uh, this opens like this opens with so many studios i forgot how many people but got miramax you got columbia <laughs> you got a lot of people a lot of people on board dimension troublemaker which Rob rodriguez's own company 
Uh, and it's it's funny thing. The movie starts with a quote. It's like everything that is or was began with a dream. <laughs> it's, like, it. <laughs> it's just lava girl. It's like, it's wow. like what, Martin Luther King. Now it's <laughs> lava girl. <laughs> like, yeah, putting quotes putting a quote at the beginning of the movie does not automatically make it important, especially when it's one we haven't even heard yet. Yeah, it's I've never seen a movie do that before. It's crazy. Yeah, this, this is really different. Yeah. Uh, we, do, we do get a, a nice little sentiment at the beginning of the movie, how this is based on the based on the dream of his son, Racer Max. Although it does kind of seem like an easy out movie is bad. I'm just, it's, I'm just I'm saying it. <laughs> uh, we start off and see what Rob Rodriguez' specialty is: build, making things in his garage, making things in a green screen in his garage. Because, yeah, the green screen in this movie is horrid. It's rough, man. It is really rough. We we open up with one of our with one of our title characters, Shark Boy, whose backstory is actually kind of clever. He works on he works on this marine institute with his dad. He feeds the sharks, and then one way, one day this like giant like fuck you hurricane comes in and just <laughs> blows the thing apart, blows them on on different sides of the ocean. Which as far as I'm which as far as I know is not how water works. So I don't I don't know how this goes. Just in this world. Yeah, the kid looks super broken up about it. By the way. <laughs> He's like, oh, he didn't, he didn't even give me the cookie jar. Yeah, he's like, oh, okay, I guess that's that. So, so some sharks find him, and that some sharks find him. They take him in. They ra- they raise the boy. He grows gills and teeth like most growing boys do, but better teeth than Rami Malek. We're gonna put that poll. Who has better? Who has better? Fa- <laughs> who has better teeth, Rami Malek or Shark Boy? <laughs> and he grows up into everyone's favorite Twilight punching bag, Taylor Lautner. <laughs> Poor kid. Oh man. Yeah, he meets our he meets our main character Max, played by I don't know who this I don't know this, this I don't know this, this kid's name. No idea he's who this gi- kid is. He's a giant baby. He is. He is. He, he, he looks like a stretched out toddler. Yeah. Well, we discovered he actually has like a like a really like under like really solid tomography for a young kid. Yeah. Which is really crazy because yeah. Anyway, he take he take he take Shark Boy in, in his home. They're, they're hanging out. And then, quite literally out of nowhere, there's this, like, someone else shows up. This girl wearing all pink with, like, glow glow stick costume. Who I I swore when I was younger was just the Spy Kids girl. Yeah. It was like the the cheap, again, the cheap knockoff. The the knockoff version. I'm guessing this is who they got when when Alexa Vega said no. It's pretty much like when your kid wants Turbo Man and Turbo Man's sold out and you get somebody else. You get, uh, like, I don't know. You get Pronto Man. Yeah, superhero man or something. Yeah. Like, I called her Lava Girl. Presum- oh. How presumptuous of you, Max? You didn't even have because you had a name. Could have called her Bubblegum. Bubble- <laughs> <laughs> with, with all that pink, man. With all that pink. But Lava Girl totally wants Max. Let, let it be known. Oh, my there's God. A lot of, there's a lot of hit. She's really hitting on him, man. Yeah. The, she, she's, she's, like, she's hitting on Max for like, the first half of the movie. And then, like the second half, it's all Shark Boy. It's like, what the fuck? Pick one. Yeah, it's yeah. You definitely got to. It's it's super comical though. Either way, when he's when he's gonna like burn your dick off, we'll, probably shark <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get we'll get to we'll get to why later. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, he reads off the. This is a story he's reading to his class, who throws an obscene amount of paper at him. Yeah, but they have to for the. 3D effect. The 3D effect. Oh yeah. Actually, no. <laughs> this part was actually in like this part was actually in in See, 2D. They could have filmed that in 3D, Chance. They, we had a, we they had could a have filmed that in 3D. Come they, on. They could have filmed that in 3D, but they chose not to. Jeez. 
Uh, we see that he's in class. Uh, teacher played by George Lopez, who put he puts in work in this movie. Yeah, not Mario Lopez. Not Mario Lopez. Not Jennifer. They both <laughs> turned it down. We we get George. <laughs> we have big Jorge. Jorge. Uh, and now we see that we also meet the bully, the bully of the movie, Linus. Oof. Played by I have no idea what this kid's name is, but god damn is he awesome. He's so bad it's awesome. He's so bad he's fantastic because he's like yeah. he's like the bully. <laughs> but it's like it's like a Stephen <laughs> King bully. <laughs> it's like it's like a Stephen King bully where it's just like he's, yeah. he's just bad because. Yeah, it to- it like Children of the Corn esque. You could totally see this kid in Children of the Corn. Absolutely. Like it, like if they, if they made Children of the Corn in this year, this kid totally would have played Isaac. Absolutely. Yeah. Not to mention so he starts talking shit to Max after school, but the, and then like, like I guess like it's like a, a paper cuts, something like that. But man, Linus keeps his homies in check. Dude, I I want the, to know like he gets all the parameters covered when he goes after kids to to bully them because he like they are, something they, tells me he's a leader of a SWAT team in another life. They are they are coordinated. They got they got timing. <laughs> like it is, like it is crazy. Like there's, there's like scenes where like he just like points and like, hey yo, hey yo, go. And he's like, yeah, he just points arms. I'm like, dude, are you the director of Homeland Security? Like, like he, what the he, hell he is going on? Your, you just point your minions, go where you want. It's like, why do you even have minions? You're fucking ten. It's like, dude, you got this. Like, they, and they, he's very obedient to them though, too. They are, man. These these, these, these fuckers are loyal. Absolutely. <laughs> so they 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 corner Max. He tries to climb this like rope thing, which I I I shudder to think what the rest of his plan was. I I don't know because he just could have kept running because there's clearly no down from there because they easily could have just surrounded the thing. But okay, he he loses the, he loses the book due to what is probably the weakest nut shot I've seen in a long time. <laughs> yeah, uh, he he goes home. We you know it was one night he 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 hears Shark Boy and Lava. He goes, it might be Shark Boy and Lava Girl in his house. Yeah, let's go downstairs and check. Yeah, they go up. They're like spy. They're like Spider Manning in his door frame. Oh, dude, that's where the backward feet, man. Yes. Yeah, oh yeah, the backward. Yeah. So backward feet. The whole thing where like he sees like the prints of like Shark yeah. Boy's shoes, but they're all yeah. back. They're all like like towards the bed. Yeah. So it's like, like did he crawl like in the ceiling? Had a Michael Jackson. This thing. <laughs> did he moon? Yeah. Did he moonwalk inside Max's yeah. room? What is going on? It is on? super. It's super funny. It's super noticeable too. It's weird, but like yeah. So. He's checking around in his kitchen, and then we meet the parents, played by David Arquette and Kristen Davis. Sex in the City's own not Kristen Davis, Luke and not Luke Wilson. Not Luke Wilson. Uh, yeah, so they they munch on a bunch of cookies Max's mom made. Which I'll say this: this movie makes me really crave some chocolate chip marshmallow cookies. But we did notice that there weren't enough for the whole entire. There were not class. enough for the whole entire class, which is who they were for. So I don't get what the I don't get what the. Like, I baked them for your class, and you ate them all. They're, bitch, there weren't even enough for the, the whole class anyway. You had to split them in quarters, man. Come yeah, on. Fuck? But uh, but also something I didn't notice, like the glass of milk is like melted. Yeah, and she doesn't she doesn't notice that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. It's weird. We also see that he's you know the the, pa- the parents are going through they're going through a rough patch. Yeah, because it's apparent by. Oh wait, it's not a parent. It's not a parent. Ah. 
Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing I'm guessing they're tired of living off of Chris and David's Sex and the City royalties. <laughs> but hey, David Arquette had Scream. Yeah, he did have Scream. I guess those royalties aren't coming in anymore. Yeah. Makes me realize, holy shit, Miramac, Miramac, they really like David Arquette. They love him. They love him. <laughs> Put him in anything. <laughs> now this is now we also get to a part where well, first of all we introduce like this this robot that we, we find out that you know Max's dad's kind of a dreamer. He's rubbing off on Max, but it's it's inconsistent how big of a dreamer Max is because like he's he's got this robot. He's like, hey, you want you want to finish robots? Like, oh, no, nah, he never worked. So he's not a dreamer in this case. But for Shark yeah. Boys and Lava Girls and everything else in between, he's gone ho. Yeah, it's just it's yeah very inconsistent. And now. He, this is the thing I didn't know as though until I was an adult. So I, we just watched this last time. So in in the last scene where Max and well Max was getting bullied by Linus, Linus duck hits him in front of the school, and you can clearly yeah. tell it's the front of the school. Thing is, <laughs> Max lives across the street. Yeah, and has his mom walk him to school. But here's the thing: like if you're if he's talking shit and you're in front of the school. He goes like to the, like, the opposite end, like to the playground. Just yeah, turn, go home. Just turn the fuck around and go home. Yeah, it's like, hey, uh, I live right across the street. This is me leaving. Yeah, that's, that's all you got to do. <laughs> this is me leaving the altercation, guys. Yeah, uh, but it also, it also doesn't matter because like nobody likes Max, and it's funny. Yeah. even the teacher because like the teacher, George, Mr. George Lopez, he's, he's like trying to he's like, hey, Max, make some friends. The next day, he's talking to this one girl who's in the front. Like she's sneezing. She's always cold. She's always super sick. He's like, hey, you want to take my seat? You, you can do that. And then, like, he's a little bit like, ah, oh, see, so you're making friends. But now with my daughter, you're not. Get the, get, the, get the fuck back to your seat. It's like, well, wait a minute. You just told, you me, just to told me to make friends. You just told me to make friends. Okay. So I can make friends with, any, I can make friends with all these fucking kids who don't like me. Yeah. <laughs> or the go, one thanks. kid who's actually nice to me. And yeah. you're telling me no. The one shot I thought I had, and you, you're turning it down. What are you trying to hit on her, you bastard? I'm just trying to... Yeah, seriously. Oh, it also should be noted that this this whole scene takes place. There's a tornado going around, a tornado warning outside. I mean, like, the, the, the clouds are, like, it's pretty much, like, black and yeah. really dark. Which they do not care about until they are, like, right on top of them. And they have all the kids, like, literally by the windows that's not even a thought that like that the glass is going to go flying through and like cut people nope not, not a worry but oh no come busting in like the kool-aid man shark boy and lava girl turns out no they are real haha <laughs> haha ha. <laughs> every every kid in class like max he's like looking at me in class be like haha ha, bitch told you yeah so they come in. <laughs> I, I do like this one this one bit where like linus is just like like lava girl like just like setting paper on fire lines like she's hot then sharp boy like talk about my bitch like that and just like rips up his paper <laughs> for no reason too yeah so we find out that the dream world planet drool is in danger and they need max to go with him because he's the only one that can save the day they get into their their big fucking shark rockets yeah i do love the same word now this is the this is the part where you put the glasses on this is oh, where yeah. the 3d comes in <laughs> It lets you know. It lets you know, and this is uh, this is the birth of. And this is a problem with movies like this. This is what I like to call "fuck you" 3D. <laughs> it's those movies that have like all these like obnoxious shots that are that are just meant for like the 3D like pop out at you moments. Which we point out the whole entire film. Which we do point out. Which, but to keep in mind, I do understand <laughs> why they did this because 3D yeah. when this came out was not yeah. common. 
No. It wasn't. Like, no, it was a spectacle to go to a theater to, to see a 3D film. You you expected that. Absolutely. And, like, like 3D, 3D now is just, like, incredibly commonplace. Yeah. Like, and that, we, that's the thing. That's why we lost our way with that. Even, even movies that don't even need 3D, like The Great Gatsby, like yeah. they, they were released in 3D. Yeah, and I I remember when they redid well they they didn't even redo but they put the the Phantom Menace in 3D, and really you couldn't even notice anything. It literally was pretty much like the the Phantom Menace. Titanic Same thing also. with like Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast I think was 3D too. They they released that Disney did and it was like again Disney same type uh, of thing. They did that with Lion King. Pixar I understand because they are it is 3D CG animation so I do I do get. Oh, that. It's a, but it's, I was gonna say it's a richer animation though too. Yeah, it it's is, a ri- so. richer technology. Yeah, but like movies, movies like that, that doesn't really three doesn't really add anything. No, and that's the thing, and that and kind of what you were saying, just kind of like piggyback on what you said. Like that was a spectacle to go to the theater to um, to see that because I remember, like I said again in the commentary, that my bloody Valentine 3D was one of the first movies I remember seeing in 3D, and it was just so cool to see the scary movie in 3D. Like if he like throws a uh, axe or a hammer or something like that, you would like see it coming at you. I thought it was really cool, so I'll always remember that. But kind of what you said, once that real D 3D came out, it was like anything animated for kids automatically went. didn't even matter if there was a lot of like stuff coming out at you. It was 3D no matter what. Yeah. Not to, not to mention, like, this is this, this really a time where like they didn't even have real D 3D. It was, the, it was yeah. still like the red and blue lenses. Yeah, the glasses I just showed you. Yeah, on the, yeah. On the screen. Yeah, it's... literally. They gave those out of the theaters. Yeah, the cheesy ones, man, for sure. It's crazy, man. It was crazy. It was a, it was a, it was a weird time. But yeah, I, I mean, I did see Spy Kids 3D in 3D because it was in 3D. Not exactly this, like I said to you, same thing. Not this though. I didn't see this one. I bought it and never, uh, never watched it. Yeah. So it turns out, so they go to Planet Drool, and this is basically where all the dreams of Max go. It's a good thing this kid is 10 years old and not like 14, because this movie would be very different. That would be a hard R. Hard R. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, that's not the only thing that's hard. <laughs> uh, we, we also get the quote from the beginning of the movie where Lava Girl's like, everything that, ever wi- everything that is or was began with a dream. <laughs> Coming full circle. They should have, like, bells go off or something like that. <laughs> oh, that's the quote. <laughs> Shit. She said the thing. Uh, ding, 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 ding. Oh, I remember that quote. Yeah, so, uh, so they have 45 minutes to go in and save this planet, which is being taken over by the darkness. Yes, I, I also we also saw the never ending story of Robert Rodriguez. Good job. <laughs> like the mysterious like smog lightning that we see in like literally everything. Yeah. The the, the big I, I will I will credit. They did not do like the they didn't have like the cloud voice with the evil filter. Yeah. You know, like in uh like what's it called? Like in Wrinkle on Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So no 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 voice for this club, which I which I commend them for, but God. And look, I will give them credit. <laughs> Very little credit. Despite how fake, incredibly fake this world looks, it's colorful. It's <laughs> vibrant, like it's we vibrant. were saying. It, it, it's super vibrant. Like yeah. I appreciate that fact of it. And um, yeah, I mean, as bad as the movie is, it's uh, still not Kirk Cameron saving Christmas. It's so. not, it's still not yeah. Kirk Cameron saving, but so few, so few things can be. I don't think it's ever ever going to get to that level again. Probably not. Well, <laughs> we can try though. We're, we're trying, man. They're trying to save these kids on a roller coaster, which begs the question: Who the hell are these kids? Did Max dream them? Yeah. Yeah, it's like um, these people are in the roller coaster, and Max, did you dream these people? Did you dream like I've never, they're not even classmates or anything. Yeah, they're either. not. They're not in your class. They're not like who? Who are all of these people? Are you a serial killer, Max? <laughs> these are all. These are all his victims. 
I hate you. I, he dreams he dreams them up so we can kill him later. <laughs> yeah. Fucker, I'm gonna write you in and kill you. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> they go they go in to meet the people, the person who's running this Mr. Electric Mr. Electric. Oh play it again. Woogie, 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 woogie. Also played by George Lopez. <laughs> oh, Surprisingly enough, they do not work an electric slide joker in this movie. That's your time to do it, man. As many puns as are in, as, as are in this fucking movie. They you ne- could totally do it, man. It would be beautiful. They never once bring up the electric slide. God. Wasted opportunity. That meme would be everywhere. Yeah, we see, we see their oh-so-exciting fight versus plugs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exciting. Yeah, hey. We're, for, we're, we're, we're fighting electric, electric plugs. Whoopee, whimsy. Yay! <laughs> I don't know. Like when you, when you hear Shark Boy and Lava Girl, you really—is this what you expect them to be fighting? No, you're expecting to fight like like other giant sharks and like lava monsters and shit. Like, Not, like, uh, like plugs, really, like, like trolls and sea monsters. Like, yeah. Like, well, the concept is stu- as like ridiculous sounding as Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Just, just, just go all, go all out. Yeah, I mean, make it more serious than it needs to be. Let's get crazy with it. Yeah. But no, we we fight we fight plugs and then a, a Modoc looking George Lopez. This yeah. this is all we get. So Max is apparently <laughs> the only one who can beat them because he is. Well, they want him to be the daydreamer. It's basically like he can just dream with his eyes open. I don't know why he can't do that now, but he can't. Who knows? Yeah. Be- because uh, plot. We get more fuck you. Th- <laughs> we get more fuck you three D shots, and then we end up in the graveyard of dreams. Meanwhile. George Lopez is taking, Mr. Electric is taking orders from someone who, uh, the, oh, the evil overlord of this land. Who could it possibly the be? Emperor, the Emperor Palpatine. The Emperor, literally, it literally is the Emperor Palpatine <laughs> in this world. <laughs> he well, might as well have had a cloak over his face so you couldn't see him. Literally, but they disguise his voice, but like you very clearly know who this is supposed to be. Well, it's the only person that he has like a like a... An enemy like with you know what I mean? It's not it's not hard. Who also had lines? Yeah, I mean, so when you think of it, you're like, oh shit, it has to be. Yeah, it has to be this character. We get a very like odd shot of Lava Girl, where she just like literally gets like right up in the camera. And this is the yeah. thing. like this is talking about. Like, she, she wants Max. She does, dude. Dude, and I don't care what anybody says. You can't fool me otherwise, or tell me otherwise. Cannot tell otherwise. She is having a. She has a thing for Max. I'm telling you. She's, hey, she's laid it on the line. They're kids. They got. They got the. They got the hormones going. She's saying, Max, pretty much do what you want to do to me. <laughs> dream, dream about me. Dream pretty about much. me, Max. Dream about me, Max. I need to know where I'm from. Dream about me, Max. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Are you? Yeah. But like, yeah, they're they're in the they're in the the graveyard of dreams and. Some of the shit you see in here is just random. Like you see a pirate ship, and you see like you see a Game Boy, like a first gen Game Boy, and an NES yeah. controller. The is, real thick Game Boy, the the four AA batteries on the back yeah. of the Game Boy, which makes no sense because this kid was this kid was ten years old in two thousand five. Yeah, he wouldn't even been around. Yeah, this this is the same year the three sixty came out. Yeah, so he should have like Halo and Master Chief and shit out there. Yeah, so no, why did you make a console that came out like nineteen eighty five? I appreciate the throwback to our generation, though. I still feel old, though. <laughs> this is what you would find in, like, Robert Rodriguez's dream graveyard. Yeah. Not this kid. Yeah, no, not him. We do go one of my favorite, like, out-of-context line, because they find Tobor, the uh, like the, the super-intelligent robot. <laughs> I do robot. Love, 
Robot backwards. Robot backwards. Yes, <laughs> I do love the I do love the line <laughs> Lava Girl had where he's like, I need like tell I, I need tell me something about some, tell me something. I'm clueless. Just like yeah. not as clueless as your agent. Oh. <laughs> so uh, shit. They tell they say they say that Max needs to go to the. They, they say he can't dream here because any dream would turn into a nightmare. You wouldn't want those becoming real. So they need to go to the land of milk and cookies, which I'm assuming was the Holy Land from Moses Jr. <laughs> uh, so they basically like take they take off his face and they ride it to the train of thoughts, which isn't which isn't even a train. It's like a school bus put it's like three school bus put together. So fail right there. <laughs> Magical school bus. Magic school bus. Hell yeah. Shit, that's it. I, at this point, I'd go for Miss Frizzle showing up. Hell yeah. This would have gotten really crazy. Yeah, so they go in the train of thought. They crash the shit. All three actors abandon the film at yeah. one point. They're like, we're out. And they end up in they end up in the land of milk and cookies, which I swear was the basis for Sugar Rush and Wreck It Ralph. It was a say it looks like I mean it was literally a uh, yeah precursor too. <laughs> yeah, so I mean I, w- I will admit, watching this, I do want a cookie. I do. Oh, absolutely. I, I would very much like a cookie. Especially see that Oreo laying down there by itself. A big glass of milk would be great. Oh, yeah. So we, for no reason, get these like cookie giants. Played again by David Arquette and Kristen Davis. Oh, man. Tough. Who I guess, like, it's kind of like where the wild things are. They were kind of representing what Max wants because like, they're super happy with the way his parents aren't in real life. Yeah, so he's basically kind of reflecting how he wants his parents to be. Yeah, but but they but they fuck it up by talking about it. Like yeah, it's like just do it. Like show show don't tell. Yeah, just like just do. Again, yeah. like in where the wild things are, the the, the different monsters represented the, the kids' insecurities. We didn't need that said to us. We kind of figured it out on our own. Yeah, and I think they would have been it would have made more of an impression if they kind of just say, hey, you know. Just and like that's the thing. Even throwing that whole entire thing out that the parents have a problem. Like you didn't even. There was no. It, it didn't reflect that on the screen at all until they talked about it. Again, like the things we suffer from is the fact that it doesn't know what direction it wants to take. It doesn't know whether it wants to be like a psychological adventure into this kid's mind, or if it wants to be like a like a crazy B sci-fi B movie romp. It, it doesn't like a, know. Just a family fun film too. Like fun it's, film. there's a lot of things it's wrestling with. It can't. Yeah, it can't decide. I think had had it gone like of like a full B movie and just like been like weird and crazy, I think it would been. I think it would have been like pretty fun. Yeah, especially with like how you said, you know, how we complimented the the colors and the and the environment, and the world that they that Rodriguez you know puts on the screen. It's it's fun. It's it's stupid fun. You know, that's why can't we just be that way the whole time? Yeah. So they they not trying to get Max to go to sleep after loading up with sugar. Yeah, seems legit. Good luck with that. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. So yeah. where and that's where we get this like we one like again a, a very much mean moment, uh, and again one that never one that always made an impression on me. I never forgot this. The Shark Boy Dream Rap. Oh, boy, that's rough. It's man. so weird because like it starts off like this beat and like Shark Boy has like Shark Boy is like starts like go close your eyes, shut your mouth, dream a dream, and then he's just like it's getting like and comes like super like aggressive like hip hop beats. <laughs> it's like oh, Lautner's going all out though, like we were saying. Man, Lottler, he is Lautner commit. Lautner commits. He he wants to be a superstar after this film. Granted, you you can tell watching this like this 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 boy never had a chance. He really no. Knows. This is this is the beginning and end right here. This is this this, this is his peak. <laughs> this is where it peaks. 
Yes, this is the Alpha and the Omega here. This is this is the beginning and the end here. Yeah, so the, the dream works to an extent because uh, he gets a, they get a shark cycle and literally nothing else. Uh, but we also start to see visions of things that are going to happen in the future. Like we see Lava Girl, she's passed out. Shark Boy dead. It's kind of like it's kind of like the eat your heart out, Tony in Avengers: Age of Ultron. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then Mister Electric shows up with these uh, "quote unquote" plug hounds, which multiply magically. And they're going to use the sh- they're going to use the shark cycle get away. But I guess Max didn't dream of gas. Yeah, it's like, what are you doing? And, you and doing? like we were joking around, you don't need a vehicle. Yeah, so I, I don't. <laughs> I, 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 why, why do you why do you need a vehicle? I mean, you do need a vehicle. Oh no, he doesn't. You're right, he doesn't. And we get to that remember, later. Yeah, no. he becomes Sonic the Hedgehog. Well, yeah, we'll get to that later. But no, yeah. he doesn't. He, he doesn't even need this. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to why in a second. But yeah, they fu- again. They continue to fight plugs, plug hounds yeah. in this case. Oh yeah. <laughs> Lava Girl's powers are weakening for some reason. I don't know. Doesn't matter. And then, again, this is a time where like, look. Taylor Louder in this movie, he kicks more ass than he does in the entirety of the Twilight franchise. Oh, absolutely. Like, is this, I swear this, I swear he found out they're making like a young Wolverine origin story and this was supposed to be his audition tape. Because he's going, <laughs> he's going ham. In this. <laughs> it, and it's, it's hilarious. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, we then get like this really weird moment where like Lava Girl turns like this, like she turns like a puddle. Yeah, trying to like bring out her Terminator self, no, 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 no. but her her head floats. Terminator, though. it's secret. It's the secret world of Alex Mack. Yeah, but her head is remaining on on top of the puddle. It's it's it's, it's kind of scary. Not gonna lie, it's it's really weird. It's really weird. What is what is this movie? Oh man. Yeah, so Mack up a banana split boat to get them out. So they do that. Lava Girl continues to thirst for Max. The thirst, the thirst doesn't quit. Uh, so it continues, and they ha- turns out they have to go find this ice princess, who Shark Boy is like, man, she's she is she's the hottest girl in the land. That's when Lava Girl gets really pissed. He's like, okay, you know what? I'm done. I'm done with Max. It's all you now, boy. And she's like, that's my fire. Yeah. Well, she's very careful with the power. Well, that, that's the thing. So in the in the sequel, they somehow get they get together and they have a kid. But they established yeah. in this movie that, like, you can't touch Lava Girl. Yeah. Well, and the fact, like, how you and I had said before, they have zero chemistry on the screen together. It's more Max and Lava Girl than it is Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what kind of dream Lava Girl was, but Max, is in, Max might be in some weird stuff when he gets older. Yeah. Probably. Probably going to jail. Probably go, maybe going to jail. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but, like, yeah, I, <laughs> she has one of her lives in this part where we're just like, I'm fire. She's ice. We must be enemies. Yes, because together we can't be water. Water. Oh, <laughs> maybe Shark Boy is the bridge there. There you Fire, have it. Ice, water, Shark Boy. Get a little, you know, get a little harem going. There you have it. There you have it. Uh, that Shark Boy bridging gaps. <laughs> so they need to need to cross this bridge, but Lava got to do it while she's sleepwalking because she mel- she melted if she's awake. But then, oh no! Electric Electric shows up, and he's got his plug hounds again. Oh boy! So they wake up, they destroy the bridge, they're about to go in the castle. But oh no, ambush! <laughs> and that's where we find out who's really behind all of this. Turns out be. it's Linus. 
What? Da, da, da. <laughs> AKA minus. minus. Yeah, he's minus in this world. Uh, he has a stupid minus thing on his like shirt too. It's so dumb. It's so dumb, but honestly, this kid, <sighs> this kid is so great at this part of the movie that yeah, I'm willing to forgive. Because like, honestly, it feels like this kid was waiting every day on set until they got to these scenes. He's like, dude, I'm gonna crush this ship. Hold like, my beer. He feels like he's in. Tra- he feels like he's in like a James Bond villain training program. I kind of love him the more I watch him. Yeah, he's probably the best part of the film. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so they're they're trapped. They get saved by these like bubble things again. More fucky three D shots. Yeah. And it's kind of like being saved by like, <laughs> by like a song you really hate. Like like if if like narwhals or like baby shark baby sharks came along, it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they get out. They get his dream journal back. We find out that Shark Boy's dad is looking for him back on Earth. Oh, that's the thing. Like, like, like minus had a line where he's like, "Where you on? Where your dad is? Check the bottom of the ocean." Oh, do do do. Could be like <laughs> Doctor Evil. And that Max, being being just such a dick, is just like, like he is. Your dad is the bottom of the ocean, in a submarine, looking for oh. you. Wow, that's. <laughs> Like Dick, yeah. Your bedside, your bedside matter is on par with Arnold Schwarzenegger in True Lies. <laughs> yeah. So then, like, what does it say about me, Max? Tell me what it says. Tell me what it says. And then you got the book. Course sets it on fire. Yeah. yeah because you, because you can't touch anything, except for once you can. It's yeah. It's strange. It's inconsistent. Yeah. Very inconsistent. Yeah. So they so they need to go. They need to go and get the ice the ice queens crystal thing so they can fight Max. It can, free, it can freeze anything. Even time. This, shit's, this shit is powerful. So it's like, you're Shark Boy and Lava Girl. You can do, like, you're Shark Boy and Lava Girl. You can do anything. They go to the Ice Castle. We see that that is demonstrably not true. Yeah. Shark Boy can't even climb to get the thing. And when Lava Girl is in, like, literally, like, shin-deep water, and she can't even get out of it. Oh, yeah, the, tra- the trap of Minus put him, like, a, like an ice block. Yeah, her, like, ankles are, like, ankles are, like, frozen. It's as, like, as, really? As many things as she can free, as she can melt, she can't do this. Like, you can't shoot out a little, like, thing to melt the water that's shackling you. It's Something, stupid. anything. Yeah, not good. But then she goes to meet the, they go to meet the Ice Princess. Played by the same actress who plays George Lopez's daughter in the real, in the quote-unquote real world. Which is funny because she's always cold, so it makes sense. We then see character number four that George Lopez plays in this movie. It's the so it's Mr. Electricidad, Mr. Electric, Tobor, and then this the Ice Queen's dad, who's a block of ice, which raises so many questions. Yeah, I don't know what what, what did her mom look like. <laughs> So they get the they get the queen's ice heart. They get, now they make now they want they make this clear. To already use the ice heart, they have to get they have to get it from the, the from the, the the ice princess, and they have to get the dad's blessing. They straight up say, "You are now the crystal will now work." So so he can use it. Yeah. They go to they go to fight minus. They try they try to do it. <coughs> and turns out, no, everything we just heard in the preceding three minutes was absolute bullshit. Yeah. Turns out only the Ice Queen can use the heart. So what the fuck was the point of any of that? Oh, man. I, yeah, definitely a stupid part of the movie there. Yeah. Does it, it's, it's, just, it's just the inclusion of that was just for no reason. Yeah. 
So anyways, <laughs> uh, they Sharp will go and try to Mr. Electric, but it's his weakness is now Electric Eels. He he gets shocked. He's stuck at the bottom of, of the water, which is like, how long can he survive? He can hold his breath, but not for long. I'm sorry. Doesn't he have gills? Yeah, it's like you're a fish. They, you can, l- they literally tell him in the beginning water. of the movie, he has gills now. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you're made for water. I think you're going to be okay. This movie's lie just absolutely implodes on itself <laughs> during the last <laughs> couple minutes. Uh, so they get out. Lava Girl dies. We see that Max says, like, selfish, like, selfish dream shouldn't come true. Like, I need to dream a better dream, which I don't know what the hell that means, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he does that. Sharkboy comes back to life. And this is what we were talking about. So, like I said, like, Sharkboy's like, give me, give me Lava Girl. I'll, I'll go and save her. He then becomes, like, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. <laughs> running out. And, and- and sprints out. It's like, dude, you could have done this the whole time. Yeah, it makes you, you wonder. It makes you wonder why they were walking so much to begin with. It's like, dude, he can get you there quicker. It's like, what the hell? Literally, so he goes in, throws throws her into the volcano. So this surprisingly does not kill her. Well, I mean, not I mean, not surprisingly, but it's just like, what? What if that ended up killing her? Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> we find out what Lava Girl really is. We find out that she is light, which for some reason means she's like super OP now. Yeah, and Max just decides he has powers now, because, just because, just because. So he goes back to fight Minus. I do love the little like the cape, the cape switch he's got. He's like, how did yeah. you get here? Yeah. So they now have like the face off. It's it's Max's nightmares versus. I'm sorry, it's Linus's nightmares versus Max's dreams. Which, God, that kid needs to grow up here. Seriously, he's, he's trying to fight Max. We're trying to fight Linus with like bubbles. And, and butterflies. like butterflies, like dude, you gotta go harder than that, dude. Come on, this this is the best you come up with. And the bubbles trap the piranhas. Yeah, the piranhas is like oh, really. Yeah, we find out Shark Boy. I guess now is for some reason king of the ocean. <laughs> Shark attack mission electric, which he's electricity and water. How is that not killing? It doesn't matter. The movie's almost yeah. over, anyways. <laughs> yeah. We then see that Linus is won over rather easily, rather yeah. easily. Hmm. Because uh, Max is just like, you dream a better dream. Come with me, buddy. And he's like, he's okay. Like, Wait, I think we're friends. It's like, <laughs> wow, that, the, the, this is all it took? Yeah. <laughs> like, man, imagine if, like, if, like, in, like, Star Wars, this is, like, Vader's going off. It's like, hey, dude, lighten up. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so we're, we're, fr- we're friends now. We got it. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, everything's back to normal. Shark Boy and Lava Girl are a thing now, I guess. I don't know. I guess quotations. Linus becomes a bad actor again because he's not being bad anymore. And Mr. Electric is going to Earth to to try and kill Max in his sleep. Which he's not sleeping. He's dreaming with his eyes open. Ooh. <laughs> it's one thing we didn't call it in the commentary that I want to call it here. One of my favorite jokes in this film is like when Linus wakes up in this just like obscene puddle of drool. Yeah. Like he's waking up, it's it's like it's like a river. <laughs> it's like a river of jewels came out of his mouth. It's kind of it's, it's really strange. Would it be his equivalent of a wet dream? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we come and we see that Mister Electric has now come to the real world, uh, and he's now trying to attack the city. Uh, we see that the parents only now are concerned about Max to try and go in to save him. <laughs> they have a really, really flat argue, like a flat back and forth about how, like, oh, I don't want you to leave. You're my best friend. Tell Max I love him. Ah, literally, with about as much emotion as that. Yeah. 
Seriously, D- David Arquette and Kristen Davis, they're kind of just, they're really just kind of like just phoning it in here. For sure. Although I do like the joke with the clip, with the clip on tie. Like he's going up yeah. in, in, the, in the tornado. They grab yeah. him by the tie and it's like, oh no. And then he just clips off and he goes and he keeps <laughs> going. So yeah, Sharkboy and Lava Girl are real now. And they now have to beat Mr. Electric. So I don't know. I don't even know what the arc is here anymore because he gives the daughter the crystal. And now she has to go and kill him, which is like, I'm going to do what I've always wanted to do. Kill my dad. Wait, what? What? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I don't understand it. But she beats Mr. Electric. The day is saved. Sharkboy Shark Boy looks for his dad. Max is cool in school. Lava Girl rules the planet's lava worlds. They're a thing now. They're going to make a kid in the sequel somehow. Again, she's all lava, so I don't know. Like, How do you... How does How do you? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't understand. I, I haven't seen. I haven't seen the sequel yet. And Max decides to dream good dreams, and he, been, and he finishes the robot, and that's the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother, this is weird. This movie was weird. Definitely, but not the worst. And again, this was your first time watching, because you'd never seen this film. No, because kind of like what we were saying at the beginning of the commentary in '05, I was like 22. So that was bar scene days for me in college. So yeah, Shark Boy and Lava Girl didn't really take the front seat on that. So but, um, as a first time viewer, what do you think? It wasn't bad. I mean, like kind of what we said. Like it was a vibrant environment that we're in, and a world that like Rodriguez draws up. Um, the green screen is a little bit off-putting because you can see like it, it's completely fake. Um, but it's cheesy. It's it's fun cheese, and I think like even the the it would have been fun to see this in 3D though, just because of the fact that they did throw a lot of 3D stuff out at you, which actually makes the movie more fun, more inviting, and more you know trying to get you like actually in immersed in the environment, I should say. But it was fine. It was it was an okay movie. It was far from the best film that we've ever reviewed, but I mean it was it was it was stupid fun. It was a good movie to do a commentary to. Oh yeah, it was. I mean, look, this is—I haven't seen this since I was a kid. And this movie did not do particularly well in theaters. No, like, it makes my, I think it made like seventy million, seventy and change on a fifty million dollar budget. With the advertising, they probably took a little bit of a hit. But it got a huge, yeah, because they advertised the shit out of this movie. It got a yeah. huge cult following, mostly because mostly due to the fact they played a lot on TV. Like I saw, yeah. I saw, I, I saw I it the first time. I saw it on TV. Yeah, yeah. I, like I said, I knew it came out. Like I said, I bought it on DVD back. Back when it came out, and just never really watched it. It just was one of those ones I bought and threw in a shelf, and yeah. But yeah, it's, rainy it's, day. It's, it's, it just got a, it's got a following just for being like just just for being just like so weird and strange. But yeah. honestly, I think that watching it now, had it taken, had it gone like I said, had it gone like fully, fully into that territory, I think it could it could have been something. Yeah, as weird as to say, I think I think it could have been like a really like fun, like really weird, like kids B movie. Yeah, as as it stands now, it's 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 weird enough to point where like I do understand why it just has the following. That, that following, it does. yeah. But yeah, that was Shark Boy and Lava Girl, and that brings us to the end of not just the show but our season as a whole. This is going to be the last episode of the year. So Russell, for the last time, we want to, last time in twenty twenty, you want to get a plug before we head out. Yeah, Notorious by Chance on Facebook. That's where you find all the polls that we put up for you guys to vote on what we review. You can also find us. We will be starting this at the beginning of the new year. Our YouTube channel will start back up, Notorious by Chance on YouTube. Hey, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ChanceWars underscore 91. Uh, check out the Movie Trader Schmodown, place where I compete. You've done stuff there. It's free agencies. Things are heating up. And, uh, yeah, thank you all for listening. We've seen a ton of growth, ton of growth in uh, – of listening, of listening, ton of growth and plays. Uh, we want to thank everyone who's ever listened to the episode of us. 
Uh, we've had a lot Absolutely. of great shows this year, we and we hope to continue doing that in 2021. Uh, we're only getting bigger from here, man. So this is going to be next year. Next season is going to be a great one for sure. So many things planned just for January alone. We have our movie, movie March coming back for this year. Our, the- our big theme month we're going to do again because that was just such a big hit last year. So yeah, uh, definitely going to definitely going to be seeing a lot more of us in the future. And uh, yeah, it's going to do it for us. Thank you for listening. Happy New Year, and we will see you next time.